Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for January 18th, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Wednesday evening, wherever you may be. As always, joined by my very, very good friend, Jesse. Man, what is going on tonight? What a banger. Of an episode as it has been for the last few weeks by Tony Khan. Tonight on AEW, man. Another banger show as we are on that road to revolution. Yeah, man. It's a fantastic show, man. What can you you say? I know. It's it's crazy, man. You know, we've been getting these shows and, uh, you know, Wednesday usually is... Wednesday usually is the day where we kind of decompress and we all come together and we all love professional wrestling on Wednesday night because we know we're in for an exciting two hours. And seemingly tonight, I know a lot of people and their focus was somewhere else tonight. And clearly Dynamite was not the most important thing in anybody's universe tonight. As the news came down yesterday... And I don't, you know, I, I don't even know how to attack this. To be honest with you, I, 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 I greatly dislike shows like this. I, I do. I, because I don't know what to say. You know, and Jesse was, Jesse was actually calling me. I sat down. You know, it, it started off yesterday crazy because I sat down here uh, in my office and I was actually in the middle of, a gaming session with my my guys. We were on Destiny Two, and we were we were about to have uh, a couple of hours of just you know nonsense and do our shit on the game. Made myself a nice adult beverage, and I got a DM from my boy Tyler, and he kind of tipped me off on something that was going on, and I didn't really know what to make of it because. You know, I don't know what type of sources he has or, or what type of information or in the know he has, but apparently uh, he had a, an ear close to the ground yesterday on what happened. And Jesse started blowing my phone up, and I hesitantly a- answered the phone because I, I knew exactly what he was calling about, and I was hoping that it wasn't the case. And it was indeed true. And Jay Briscoe was involved in a fatal car crash in his neck of the woods and he is no longer with us and jesse when i tell you man um i i haven't been and and this is this is me honestly this is this is jerry talking to you this is this isn't the uh exaggerated form of jd that you usually see on the show uh jesse i uh i have not been right since yesterday um people that know me uh have seen me kind of off today uh i went to the gym today with my boy genius 
and uh, I didn't really have uh, the energy in me, man. It's like my, my fucking life source has been sucked out of me for the last 36 hours. I can only imagine what you were thinking when you got the news. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I know it, it's crazy because I, I went to sleep last night after sitting here by myself just contemplating. And I, uh, I, I sat on my PS5 just in silence. You know, I, I didn't even wear my fucking headset, bro. I was just sitting here in my office looking at a fucking screen with fucking bright colors and no sound. I, I went to bed, bro. I could not get off Twitter. And I could not believe, in, in a good way, how many people fucking loved this guy, bro. It, 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 was, it was almost a, an addiction, man. L listening to videos of him and li listening to promos that people have dug up from yesteryear and looking at all the tweets from everybody in this community, everybody that he worked with, everybody that he came across. Man, this shit hit me fucking hard, man. I didn't expect it to, but I, uh, it really, it really makes you put shit into perspective, bro. You know, I'm for, I'm going, I'm going on 41 on February 6th. This man was 38 fucking years old and he has two girls with him and his goddamn wife in the fucking car, bro. And he's no longer with us. Yeah, man, I, you know, it, you know, like everybody's been saying, it just, it just, it makes you put things in perspective as far as what's important and what's not. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, you know, it, you know, everybody grieves, um, differently into a different level and, there's no exact way to grieve. It's just, you know, the way you, you perceive it, the way it hits you. And I, I don't know what to say, man. I've, I've had um, passing of people who are um, directly related to me, you know, and it didn't hit me this hard, you know, probably because, I mean, they were related to me, but we weren't close. You know, we were just related in name. Um, and, and it sucked. It sucked, you know, and uh, but for some reason, when it's when it's someone that you know you probably never met before, but someone that you respected, that you are entertained by, it, someone you enjoyed watching, and they're gone, you know, it it, it kind of hits you just as hard, if not more, you know, than someone that you didn't, you know, you didn't really know, you know, even though they were, you know, loosely related to you, and this this sucks, man. You know, this sucks. I remember, um, I remember just being put on to the Briscoes, um, you know, years ago and I, I just quickly became a fan, you know, to the point I remember we were, um, me and you, me and you, we went to, we went to all out, you know, here in Chicago and we went to, um, where, where, where did we go? Was it, was it Buffalo Wild Wings we go to, or was it? Um, I think we went to. Uh, we we, oh, went, no, we to, went to the Burger Bar, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 What uh, Kumas? Yeah, we went to Kumas Corner, mm -hmm. and we were hanging out eating. Me, you, um, um, I think uh, yeah, me, you, Hoot was there, and and um, it was almost time for the buy-in to start, mm -hmm. and um, no, we were at BW threes because we were having a meet and greet there. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, you're, yeah. you're you're right, yes. That was that was the that was the first day we actually met in person actually. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, it was Starcast. Um, that, that, that was the whole Starcast weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was the whole Starcast ordeal, all of it. And we were still at Buffalo Wild Wings, and it was getting closer to the time to start the the buy in, and you were still doing the meet and greet. And I said, "Bro, I'm I'm gonna take off. You know, I I want to go. I want to be there at the pre show because I'm making my exact words to you. Uh, I want to be there to watch the Briscoes wrestle, man. I mean, that was part of my attraction. I want to see the Briscoes wrestle in person, and I hot-tailed it, you know, back to the arena. And, um, yeah, I was in my seat to to watch the Briscoes wrestle for the first time. And and I've been a fan, you know. I've been keeping tabs on and watching and everything else. And, you know, right about now, I mean, current day, probably my second favorite tag team currently in pro wrestling today next to the Usos. You know, that's real talk. That's just my, my personal enough. I'm being honest. I'm not going to be one of those, oh, they are my best ever because, you know, because Jay passed. The truth is, they are my second favorite tag team, man, next to next to the Usos. Um, I love the Briscoes, and you know that. I was heartbroken when I found out that they had a hard time getting on AEW television because I thought they would have knocked the, knocked the doors down and killed it. But it is what it is, man. Um you know, you always hear about the guys who are dedicated family men, you know, and word like that travels like everyone's uh, demeanor. You know, we know as fans, we know, we know Brian Danielson is a dedicated family man. You know, we know, we know who the wrestlers are who are dedicated family men and want nothing to Kevin Owens. We know how much Kevin Owens is a dedicated family man. The Briscoes are no different, man. No, it's, um, it's it's crazy, bro. You know, I was I was thinking it, 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 I use this day as as a reflection mostly. Um, last night into my sleep, and then I woke up. I just I just didn't feel right today um, for uh, a multitude of reasons regarding this situation. Um, you know, we we all love professional wrestling. You know, and you know we we criticize professional wrestling, and you know we we make our name through through what we see on TV. And I'm thinking, you know, what was the one thing that attracted us to pro wrestling as children? It was the good versus evil dynamic, right? These larger-than-life athletes. And I, I wonder, I, I started wondering, what what gets somebody like Jay Briscoe or, or anybody? Now, it doesn't have to be Jay. What gets anybody that's wrestling today want to be involved in pro wrestling? You know, it, it's crazy because... I'm looking at him and all the great things that people said about him. And I'm looking at the videos online, him dancing with his daughter and, you know, helping her practice for her dance recital. I mean, it, it just broke you down because this is, this is who he was away from the ring. And I, and I start thinking about all these different things and we, we tend to think like, Oh shit, he's 20 year veteran. His body's got to be fucking broken to shit. And all these guys, they, they entertain us and they break their bodies and their spirits and they're on the road away from their family. And, and it wasn't what, what fucking pisses me off, bro. It, was, it wasn't anything that had to do with wrestling that fucking took him away from us. It was something that was beyond his fucking control. And that's the part that angers me the most because he was doing what he always did. And, and that was be there for his, his daughters and, and be there for his wife and his family. And he wasn't allowed to go home to them anymore. And I think about all this shit and it's like, 
all the good that I see that people are saying about him, why, why did it have to be him? Why, 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 was he one, why was he the one chosen at 38 years old to be fucking taken from us? You know, this is the shit I don't understand. And, and then I'm thinking to myself, who the fuck haven't I spoken to in years? Who, who have I neglected? What, what text messages have I left on fucking read and didn't reply? You know, what phone call did, didn't I answer? And it's like, it, it, makes me, it makes me sit here and, and think to myself, shit, I haven't really been that good of a friend to some people that I should have been. And it, it's like, you know, I, I want I, I want to be there for people. I want to tell everybody that I fucking love them because situations like this are going to happen. And, you know, I might not be here tomorrow. These people might not be here tomorrow. And, and it just fucking sucks. The silver lining in it all, his wife wasn't in the car. Can you imagine his fucking daughters, bro, who, you know, lost their father yesterday, could have potentially lost their father and their mother. You know, I don't want to make that seem to be like a, you know, a, a good trade-off or anything. Don't, don't misconstrue my words, but... I mean, you could, could you imagine the fucking kids having to grow up in, into their adult life knowing that they didn't have a fuck, they didn't have parents, you know? I thought, I thought that was the case. At, at, at I, I know, I, and some bullshit fucking people out there were reporting this shit, you know, allegedly or, or uh, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. I forgot the vocabulary that they were using. You know, there was somebody else in the car with them. It could have been his wife. It couldn't have been his wife. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, why are you reporting on something like that when this should be left to the authorities? I don't really get that. And then you hear the official statement from the Delaware fucking police department. Yeah. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's it's a lot to absorb. You know, we go through everyone goes through all of the the emotions. You know, when news like this comes down, like, oh, this can't be true. Maybe it is true. Crap, it is true. Well, hope it's not as bad as people are saying. Crap, it's just as bad as worse. You know, it, you you hope for the best, and you hope it's not the worst. But when it turns out to be the worst, you know, it still doesn't really hit home. I mean, at least not for me. Like it still didn't doesn't quite feel real. And before I before I go any further, I want to make sure I say this publicly. Um, happy birthday to yes to to Mark Briscoe. Yes, I mean, you, you could you imagine what he is feeling today? I mean, I, I can't I can't even fucking fathom that, bro. <laughs> no, man it 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 that's terrible. It's terrible, man. Clearly. Clearly, this is easily the worst birthday of, of his of his life, and um, I I just feel bad for the family, 
for the children, you know, for everyone going through the and and prayers to the kids who are who are banged up. Um, one is on the road to recovery, and the last I checked, one was um still in need of lots of prayers. So I mean, she was um banged up pretty bad in there and needed some major surgery. So um they're still hurting. You know, the Pew family is still hurting, so prayers go out to them. Um, one thing that does make me feel good about this, at least, I mean, if there was ever any kind of silver lining in situations like this, um, Tony Khan has proved that when things like this happen, he is not WWE. He is not Vince McMahon. And if anything with Brody has taught us, um, Tony Khan's going to make sure that the Pew family needs or wants for anything. Yeah, so, that, that's um, where that's where that's where Tony Khan um, he 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 excels above and beyond a, a, as a boss in these situations. I, I I would assume he's a good boss in general, but yeah. when it's situations like this, and when it comes down to family, because he's been through it and he's documented that publicly with his mother, you know, he's going to go above and beyond to literally give you the shirt off of his back to go out there and help you. Now, I know a lot of people are probably upset that he, that they didn't get like a, a, a typical 10-bell salute or or a, some sort of tribute video package on Dynamite tonight. I, I have my own, my own uh, speculation on, on why we didn't see anything outside of a, you know, in-memory graphic at the start of Dynamite before the theme song and the intro to the show tonight. Yeah. You know, I, I, I assume, and I was hoping that Warner Media would do something a little bit different in this situation. But uh, I'm going to go out there and assume that they didn't want anything Briscoe's related on the show, no matter what the situation was, because of what happened 13, 14 years ago with, with Jay Briscoe and, and some homophobic comments that he made on, on a Facebook post, I believe it was. And that's the reason why we didn't get anything Briscoe's related on the show tonight. But... Tony Khan did tweet tonight during Dynamite that after the show was over, they were going to film a tribute special that will be aired on YouTube for free for everybody and on the Honor Club on their app uh, free of charge. And you will not have to sign up for the Ring of Honor app and the Honor Club to watch whatever they plan to do for Jay Briscoe. But uh, that, that's my assumption, Jesse. And one can only you know speculate on that. I don't really know what right. the situation is, and I don't want to make it you know, as if I have sources or I'm in the know, I'm reporting news. But, I mean, just based off what we've seen in history with the Briscoes, and from what I read and what I uncovered today, uh, they desperately tried to get the Briscoes on TV. They, they, Tony Khan was not going to stop. I mean, he would be a dummy if he didn't want the Briscoes on TV. Uh, they tried. The roster wanted it. Tony Khan wanted it. All of AEW wanted it. it it's just Warner Media didn't want it. And, and these are the people that pay Tony Khan you know, the type of money that they're going to be paying. And so they pretty much uh, are the end-all be-all. But I'm assuming that's the reason. Yeah, I mean, and and it's a guess. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a fair guess. Um, I'll defer to wait until, you know, confirmed reports come out. and Because I see a lot of people giving, you know, TK shit about not doing more. And, I mean, and you know what, man? I mean, I, I feel that that emotion, you know, but at the same time, you know, like I said earlier, you know, Tony Khan is never one to, 
skimp on things like this. No. So I believe if that's all he did, I believe that's all he was allowed to do on TV. And let's not get ahead of ourselves and, and you know, mis, misdirect our frustrations or anger about this. That's not the point here. That's not going to fix anything. You know, it was just um, a gesture that we would have liked to see. But it's not about pointing blame or saying, oh, TK dropped the ball or he's stupid. He sucks. He should have did this. or I would have did this. Let's let's not get um, lost in, in what's going on here, man. Um, this man is gone. This man is gone and he's not coming back. And the family and the wrestling world is um, is heartbroken about it. And what Tony Khan did to pay tribute is not what's important. No, it's it's not what's important. I mean, it's, it's just not. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm gonna watch the tribute the instant second that I can. I'm gonna enjoy it. Um, I would have loved to have heard, have heard some testimony from his peers. Um, that would have been awesome too. Um, but again, it must have been rough for them as well to have to go out there and work. Plus, this so, was a last-minute thing. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, it's going to be difficult to to get across a tribute show the way you want it to be. You know, when we just literally got this news last night. So who knows yeah. what the the tribute show may may entail? You know, uh, I I would love. I'm on your page. I'd love to hear some testimonials from from you know some AEW talent that are Ring of Honor alum in this yeah. situation, and, and that would be great to hear their story. I mean, I would uh, I would uh, at the drop of a dime go out and watch that. Yeah, it, it it would be great. It it be it'd be comforting, you know, to see and you know see how it affect because you know how it affects you. You know, it would be a it'd be nice to see how it affect you know others that you care about just as much as 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 Jay, you know. Um, but look, we get what they give us. I'll take it. Um, mourning, unfortunately, is something that it's it's it it's not linear. And it's not uniform, and it's and it's and it's left to everyone individually and in how they process and deal with it. And um, I don't know what to say, man. I mean, it sucks, and we'll move on. I mean, we'll it's, get past it. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's, gonna. But we're never gonna forget. And I want to no. make that clear: we never forget Brody. We never forget any of the other legends no. that we've lost, and we're not gonna forget. Jay Briscoe. No, I mean no, nobody. Nobody's going to forget uh, Jay Briscoe. And, and, and I, I do want to make a comment. I, I seen somebody or a couple of people in the chat talk about uh, the woke cancel culture that uh, came out of the woodwork when you know uh, Jay Briscoe and, and Mark Briscoe had uh, a transcendent year in 2022. You know, still can't get over the fact that he made comments 13, 14 years ago about whatever he talked about. I, I don't even remember what he said. Um, but don't care. I, I, yeah, it's not important right now. And, and the fact of the matter is, Jesse, th- this man went, th- this man, before he made those comments, whatever they may have been, you know, he was not really knowledgeable on the topic or his beliefs at the time, went to go get, you know, uh, you know, himself better. He learned the situation in which he was discussing and he became a better person. Because of it, he, he, he had two daughters, he understood it a little bit better, and he put the effort in to become a better man, not only for himself, but his family. And a lot of people, honestly, it sickens me 
don't really respect the fact that he did put in the work to want, you know, everybody to look at him a different way and get or at least deserve a second chance. You know, he, he's a great testimony, too. If you mess things up, you know, and you work hard enough, you know, you can come out on the other end, you know, better off for it and become a better man. That's exactly what he did. And I don't know why people don't look at that and the way that he handled himself in that situation. And he's still being held to it even today. It sucks. I mean, it the, it just feels like the guy was was um, genuinely remorseful, you know, for his comments. Yes. He he even donated an entire paycheck of his, you know, to um to a, I believe it was a it was some form of a LGBTQ um, charity, and and he was he was genuinely um, apologetic. And humbled and sorry for his remarks. And this was long before the existence of AEW. This is before AEW. It wasn't like, oh, he did it now just so we can get on AEW television. He he did all this before AEW existed. Yeah. You know? And look, I'm 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 completely done talking about that bullshit. I don't want to talk about that bullshit anymore. I want to talk about Jay Briscoe. You know, I, we 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 clearly we clearly don't know. Uh, Jay, um, I have had the absolute honor and pleasure to call the Briscoes all year in House of Glory. And, you know, obviously you heard all the testimonials and all the beautiful heartfelt comments from everybody in the industry that I've worked with him, shared a ring with him, shared a locker room, shared a car ride with him over the 20 plus years that he was a professional wrestler. I had the honor of calling all of the Briscoes world title matches in House of Glory. They were... Uh, all year last year, the House of Glory Tag Team Champions. Uh, me and Solomonster called all of their tag team title matches in Hog. And the one thing that really stood out to me, on top of everything, was me and Jason were standing uh, at the locker room entry door at our last show. It was December 17th, I believe. Jay and Mark Briscoe walk out, bro. Hugest smiles on their face. Um, you know, they obviously had just gotten done with the dog collar match with FTR, which will go down probably as the greatest trilogy in the history of tag team wrestling. I, I want to make that perfectly known right now. Um, hugest smiles on their face. It looked like they couldn't wait to get home to their families. And I shook his hand. Jason shook his hand. And I know... The way the wrestling business operates, because I see it firsthand just working at Hog, you know, you get some guys that come into any promotion, doesn't have to be Hog, they'll, they'll go into any promotion not wanting to lose, or they can't lose, there's some political fucking bullshit around it. You, you know that Tony Khan was protective of the Briscoes, or any of his talent, as he should as an owner for AEW. He wants everybody to look good. You know, I'm assuming that it was a problem for the Briscoes to come into House of Glory and lose anything because they're the Briscoes and they don't want to really be, you know, or put the Briscoes in a position to lose at any at any cost. I guarantee you, bro, Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe didn't give a shit about that at all. They, they want to show up. They want to entertain the fucking fans, no matter how they're feeling, three days removed from one of the most brutal matches I've seen personally ever with FTR. They went in there, bro. They dropped the fucking tag team titles without any hesitation. I guarantee you, drop those tag team titles without any hesitation to Midas Black and Jay Lyon of Main Event, House of Glory, uh, up, up, up and coming tag team, homegrown talent tag team, and House of Glory. And they put these two kids over, bro. The fucking Briscoes went in there and had absolutely no hesitation about putting over a rookie tag team 
on the Indies and making them the House of Glory Tag Team Championships. Now, if that doesn't tell you how the Briscoes operate and how they, they work, I, I don't know what does. Because I expected them not to, I expected them to, you know, come into House of Glory and not lose anything because of some political bullshit. And that's exactly the, the, the memory that I have, you know, from the, from the impression that I got from the Briscoes walking into House of Glory. And I respect the fuck out of that because you don't really see all that, you know, in any promotion. People are so about themselves. But you see different in the Briscoes. I see different in the Briscoes. They, they stayed off social media. They didn't get involved in the agendas. They didn't really give a shit. They were, they were two guys, bro, that went in there, fucking literally gave you their fucking souls, and they went home to their families. That's all they cared about. It was, pro, it was their families and pro wrestling, and that's it. I, I don't know how you can't love that. And that's what fucking sticks to me the most, man. That, that's, what, that's what I see. People that want nothing more than to provide for their families and, and do what's best for themselves and, and the fans, and that's it. They, they, they don't give a shit about all these fucking other earthly fucking problems. And it's, it sucks. You know, so that's the, one, that's the one takeaway. That's the one memory I have. But it was an absolute honor and pleasure to call their matches, man. I mean, they had some fucking bangers in House of Glory against... Um, United Empire, um, Aussie Open, right? Uh, they had uh, the Lucha Brothers, you name it. I mean, they were all over the fucking place. They worked Impact. They worked, you know, uh, they worked Ring of Honor. They worked House of Glory. They worked GCW. They, they were all over the place. And I would, be, I would be fair to say, I mean, not only are they one of the greatest tag teams of all time, one of the most influential tag teams of all time, and you guys know I wasn't a big Ring of Honor guy, but... When you talk about the Briscoes, bro, like you said, you know who the fucking Briscoes are. I knew who the Briscoes were, even though I didn't watch Ring of Honor. But when you talk about greatest tag teams, most influential tag teams, Briscoes are going to be up there as one of the greatest tag teams to ever, ever, ever do it. I would actually say, bro, they are the greatest tag team to never be signed to WWE, man. They were fucked. They, they should have been easily. Bro, they, 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 and I seen this not even doing commentary for House of Glory. Bro, they, they had everything. They, 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 they look like legit fucking superstars, bro. And how, how and, and I, listen, I know why they didn't go to WWE. Because their morals and their, their fucking image was more important than anything, bro. Can you imagine fucking Vince McMahon with the goddamn Briscoes? I um, mean, they, bro, they, they could have rivaled anybody in that company, bro, in the history of tag team wrestling in WWE. They were the greatest yeah. tag team to ever make it to WWE. Yeah, no, they, they would not... Have lasted no. a month in the Vince McMahon administration, and even if he would have pushed them, they would have been stripped down to the very core of what made them special. So, I'm—I mean, I'm honestly glad they didn't go. Um, I mean, again, shout out to Mark. You know, you know, happy birthday for what it's worth. Um, what does he do from here? I don't know. That's a—that's a good question, bro. It's like—it's like. You know, everything that they've done in this business, they did tie together. Yes. Can you, can you imagine what? I, listen, I, he doesn't have a brother anymore. Never, yeah. mi never mind fucking pro wrestling. This man doesn't have a fucking brother anymore, bro. But, you know, wh when, does, when does he get back in there, if he gets back in there? And what is that going to feel like for the first time in forever, bro, oh, yeah. without having Jay there? Yeah, it, and, it, it is, and it's not about me wanting to see, you know, wanting to see Mark, you know, wrestle. It, I mean, it's, it's about this man being able to get back to earning for his family. Cause I mean, just like Jay, Mark is also, you know, a family, uh, just like, yeah, just like Jay, you know, Mark is a very big family man. He, you know, he, he just had a kid. He just had another kid, you know? So what's it going to be like for him to, 
eventually eventually go back to work. I mean, he's always worked with his brother. He's yeah. always worked with his brother. I mean, so it's it's got to be. I mean, when he when he finally does get a second to come down from his grief, when he finally does get a second to get his head level and maybe get his life back in order, he's gonna have to step back in that ring, and Jay won't be there, man. And I I mean, I can only imagine. I can only imagine what he's going to have to go through. Yeah, man. You know, we, we talk about the Briscoes being uh, the look of a superstar tag team. You know, um, not only were they superstars in my eyes, could have made it anywhere on any grand stage. They they were legit, man. You know, how, many, how many times we talk about legitimacy in the sport of pro wrestling? You know, we, we talk about it when we talk about the likes of Brock Lesnar and a Bobby Lashley and guys like that, man. You hear Jay Briscoe fucking speak, bro. You know, you you look at him and, and you you can just sense this guy is gonna kick your fucking teeth down your throat, man. He brought he brought that in everything he did, and you knew that if you were gonna fucking stand face to face across from these guys, man, you're gonna be in for a long fucking night. And I I said this to you once upon a time too, bro. You know, you look at the Briscoes and you think, man, they they they're very one dimensional tag team. Man, these guys are fucking uh, backwoods brawlers type. I mean, bro, they, they, they go in there, and, and you put them in there against anybody, man. They could be fucking the, the highest-flying Lucha Libre guys, or, or you could put them in there against a team like FTR, man. They're going to give you a fucking match of the night on any given night. That was their mentality, and that's what people don't really appreciate and don't really understand about them. I, I've seen it all year in House of Glory firsthand calling their match. Every time they were on the show, bro, they were the best match. Every single show we had, and we had about five, six or seven shows. Every show, the Briscoes were the best, the best match of the night. It's crazy. They were great, man. I used to um on when when they went and uploaded their promos to Twitter, I had their tweets on alert and I would watch every their promos from home was so good, man. They're so good. They, these guys, it, it feels like these guys legit lived their gimmicks, you know. You know, it, that's what it feels like. If if you don't know any better, you would think that everything they do, you know, as far as promo work and character work, you would think it's them because it looks like them. It, it, I believe it. It's believable, man. And they're really good. They're really great at it. So um, that's another thing I'm gonna miss about them. Those those promos they upload to Twitter, man. They, you know, since they weren't on TV, they would use Twitter to carry on feuds to lead into pay per views. You know, with with AEW. I mean, these, these guys are so fucking good, man. So fucking good, and you can tell they enjoyed everything that they did together in the ring, man. It, it, it's it's terrible. It it feels like the equivalent of one of the Hardy Boys leaving us, you know? Yeah, like one's just it, it. It feels like they're one person, and to see them not be together anymore just feels so wrong. You know, we talk a lot about how you know there's division. In professional wrestling, you know, you got your AEW stands, you got your WWE stands. I, I I don't understand it. I was never for one promotion over the other. I want everybody to fucking eat. I want everybody to succeed. I never understood this tribalism in the IWC. I think it's pathetic and it's sad. And, you know, a lot of these people have no fucking uh, hobbies in life. But, you know, we saw last night, Jesse, Triple H tweeted out something, which is par for the course with him. I mean, he's just a lover of professional wrestling and I do I think at one point or another wanted to bring the Briscoes into WWE I don't know how much control he had over that or uh or whatnot but 
know, we talked about that before, that maybe they didn't want to go to WWE and they felt like their ceiling was very low over there. But Triple H always appreciated the Briscoes from what I understand. And he tweeted out something. WWE, bro, they actually had Vic Joseph and Booker T say something live on air about the passing of Jay Briscoe because they got word when they were live on the air with NXT last night. And there was a segment on NXT. I don't know if you heard this. There was a segment on NXT with Pretty Deadly and The New Day that was supposed to happen on last night's show that was a funeral segment. Uh, Something along the lines of uh, The New Day putting uh, Pretty Deadly's title shot to rest or something like that, something along those lines. I don't watch NXT as much as I used to because of the way the show is really being run right now. Uh, A planned funeral segment was reportedly pulled from the show, according to John Pollock of Post Wrestling. Uh, He tweeted, New Day was scheduled to host a funeral segment on NXT Tuesday night. This segment was canceled, uh, and Shawn Michaels, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston didn't even hesitate, bro. They went and switched course and did something else for the show, and they uh, they, uh, nixed that on last night's episode, man. How how shocked are you? I I wouldn't say shocked, because this is a different administration for now, um, but... How, how do you look at the, the way WWE's handling things like this nowadays compared to what Vince McMahon would have done? We would have probably had this segment go on as planned, or we would have never got any word about Jay Briscoe live on air, uh, amongst other things. How, how do you feel about the current administration and the way that they're handling things, man? It, it also, to me, brings a sense of unity in the world of pro wrestling, and it really should be an eye-opener for fans out there that, AEW wrestlers, they are very, very cozy and very familiar and friends with a lot of people in the WWE locker room and vice versa, man. Everybody's one big happy family. And that's what this entire Jay Briscoe tragedy has really brought out. Everybody is a fucking family as documented on NXT last night. It is. um, You know, I saw what, you know, what what Joseph had to say and everything else in Triple H's tweet. And um, I thought it was very tasteful. Um, you know, and very sim- simply well put, you know, they acknowledged they acknowledged him more on NXT television live than AEW did tonight, you know. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, they 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 treated the incident with um with with sensitivity, you know, you know, they they went out there and they just basically assumed that we, the fans, knew exactly who they were talking about. They, they said this guy, Jay. Um, he he touched the lives of wrestling fans around the world. He had a connection with them. He passed away. Um, it, it's it's it is kind of rare that WWE acknowledges that wrestling exists outside of their bubble. So it was really good to hear that as a community, they they you know they're pitching in to show some condolences and some respect to the to the family of um of the Briscoes. Any more information on this, uh, I will uh, I will update you guys live on, live on Sunday when I go live with episode uh, 460 uh, of the podcast. But, you know, this has affected us worse than I think anybody really ever expected. Um, it was sudden and a tragic day in pro wrestling. I mean, we, we just literally watched this guy three weeks ago, four weeks ago, <laughs> wrestle one of the best matches that I think Jesse and I have ever seen in that dog collar match. And he's been winning awards from this podcast and that podcast and match of the year here, match of the year there. I mean, and then all of a sudden he's not here anymore. And it's just, like I said, it puts things into perspective about 
how we should handle life, how we should conduct ourselves on social media, show more love, and tell everybody that you know and that you are very close to that you love them. And, you know, never be afraid to say that because something like this can happen and you won't get the chance to ever do that again, you know. And I also want to keep in my thoughts as well, not to not to cut into the time that we're talking about Jay Briscoe, but this kind of falls into the same category as well about pro wrestling being, you know, a family. And we welcome all of these men and women into our homes that they are basically everybody that I watch on TV, whether they hate me or not, you know, I welcome them into my home. I appreciate what they do for us in the entertainment that they provide. They are a part of my family. You know, they, they may not think that way. They may think one way or another, but I, I think that they're a part of my family because I watch them every week on TV, and so does Jesse. I, I, I want you guys to not really take away from Jay Briscoe, but I also want you to keep Kevin Nash in your minds and, and in your hearts and prayers um, because there was a scary update on, on Kevin Nash on his podcast, and he is still grieving, and rightfully so. I mean, he's never going to get over that. It's going to be with him for the rest of his life. People grieved, like, like, like Jesse said, you know, it's not linear for everybody. It's, it's different for, for, for everybody. You grieve in your own way, and people should respect that. But Kevin Nash said that he, he said this, and I quote, I, 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 I was thinking about not reading it, but I'm going to read it anyway, so just so that you guys got context. He, he has a podcast with Sean Oliver, and Sean Oliver was concerned when he heard Kevin Nash speak on the show. And he said, don't play like that. You have guns. You can't say those things. Nash responded by saying, I can do whatever the fuck I want as long as I leave a note. Time flies, Kevin Nash said. When you got a gun in your mouth, I mean, time flies when you're having fun. So he was joking about putting a gun to his mouth and having suicidal thoughts, you know, because yesterday was 12 weeks in which he lost his son. And people did reach out to him. And David Hero, who is a good friend with Kevin Nash, tweeted, I just spoke with Kevin Nash. I can assure you that he has zero intentions of harming himself, especially as he hung up on me walking into the gym. It was arm day for him. Nash talked about how he's been trying to cope with his son no longer being in the house and knowing that he's there. And there's only two out of three people in the house now. And it's, it's crazy because I seen this and, and Jesse tweeted me or texted me rather this tweet of an article about Kevin Nash. And I, I took it upon myself before I went to bed to tweet Kevin Nash saying that, you know, we all love him and, and you know, we ha he, he has a community full of support and, you know, it, it's going to be okay. And we're all here for him. And, and I, I doubt he listens to the show, but I mean, bro, we, we, we all love Kevin Nash. And, and the fu the funny thing about Kevin Nash is, you know, you know, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I tend to tune into his podcast more so than, than others, I have a, a very, very select few podcasts that I actually listen to on my Spotify. Kevin Nash is up there with Sean Oliver. I think they do a great job. It's amazing how fucking intelligent he is, man. Kevin Nash. He, you know, he. A lot of people get this misconception about Kevin Nash, and it's like ah, he put himself over. He was greedy. He was selfish. I mean, who isn't in pro wrestling? It's just, it's just it comes with the territory. But you listen to him speak, bro, and the way he articulates himself. He's fucking. He's a fucking bright motherfucker, man. Let me tell you. You know, I would love to see him in a, in a backstage role or a fucking or a, like a counselor or or a consultant for some of these shows in WWE, man. His brain, you know, that's a brain that you could absolutely pick to, to figure out what you need to do in this business, man. He, he's he's great. And I, I wish him nothing but the fucking best, man. He was 
he was one of my favorites. And I am in a very short list of people, bro. I actually enjoyed his world title run in 1994. That's just me. Even though people said he was the worst WWE champion of all time on one of them. No, he wasn't. He put on some banger fucking matches. Yeah, he did. Um, he did. Um, remember when we saw him at StarCast? Yeah. That was awesome. But yeah, shout out to Kevin Nash, man. I hope he's doing all right. It's, uh, yeah, guys, it's that type of night, man. It, it, we're going to get into the show. Um, we're going to get into the show. I, I wanted to just share a little bit about uh, Jay Briscoe and my my very little interactions with him and and then getting a bird's eye view of him and Mark working in House of Glory and and what they did for main event and the uh, absolute just great feeling they left on that locker room. Everybody had so many great things to say about them and you know, I'm still reading tweets e- even even during Dynamite about Jay Briscoe and coming across pictures and, and, and promos and all this other shit about Jay Briscoe. It's just infectious, man. It's just, it, it hit you it hit you like a truck. I didn't expect it to. It, like I said, it took me out of my element today. Uh, it put me in, in major reflection. And, um, you know, I, th- this the last time a wrestler death hit me like this, bro, I, I don't know what, what the last wrestler death was that really hit me like this. I would say the, the this was this was definitely on par with, you know, Owen was the worst for me. Oh, Owen, 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 Owen was, was the, the absolute fucking epitome of the worst for me because I remember watching Over the Edge live when it happened, and then I had to watch Monday Night Raw, and all I remember, bro, was fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out with everybody on the stage toasting Owen at the end of the. I, bro, I couldn't stop myself from crying. You know, yeah. a lot of people, Eddie Guerrero, that, that was that was a terrible one as well because that was sudden. Mr. Perfect was fucking terrible for me because yeah. I was a huge Kurt Henning fan. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's, I was, it's crazy. I was man. watching Over the Edge live when, it, when I was yeah. watching the pay-per-view at home. Yeah. I got, that, yeah. I got that shit on VHS somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was terrible. That was, that was the absolute worst. Um, I don't think it can get much worse than that. And God willing, I don't want to see it even try. No. You know, I uh, I was thinking about this as well. We're going to move on to the show. We're going to move on to Dynamite. Um, AEW, man, they've had some fucking hardships in the four years, bro. I mean, four years and we had Brody and, and now Jay gone. Yeah. I mean, if this doesn't make the company stronger, I, I don't know what will, you know. It's, yeah, man. And, and just, a, just a, a fucking eerie fact, you know, Jay... And Brody, their last matches, bro, were dog collar matches. I don't think we should see another dog collar match in AEW ever. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, that that's just coincidence. I mean, what are you gonna do? But was was there was there really Jay's last match though? I know it was the last televised, like the last the last match. Coincidentally, bro, the last match for Jay. I don't know if he wrestled anywhere. I don't think he did. Uh, the last match that Jay Briscoe had was with Mark, and Jason and I called it for House of Glory. It was in House oh, of Glory wow. against Main Event, bro. Two out of three falls. So I, I, I had the, and I thought about this last night, too. I had the honor with Solomonster to call Jay Briscoe's last fucking match. It's crazy. That's incredible, man. It's fucking crazy. This was all over yeah. the news. CNN, CNBC. I mean, this was all over the but TMZ. This was yeah. this was this was this rocked pro wrestling. It was 
it was it was it was such a bad tragedy, you know. And you know, um, the the local police department, you can tell when when they got wind that they were dealing with um with the celebrity. Um, I think they were very forthcoming with the information, you know, right away. You know, they don't necessarily go around and release, you know, reports like this for every car accident that happened, but um, they quickly realized that they had millions of people wanting answers. So, yeah. So, um, shout out to them. I hope they conduct, you know, a, a clean, you know, good investigation and find out what happened, if anything happened, um, to maybe bring some closure to the families. Both families, you know, because another another human being died in this accident, and we don't know what the cause of it was yet. So no, we don't know if alcohol was involved. We we don't know um, any of the specifics at all. We we yeah. don't know anything. I mean, we have the police report or the police uh, uh, investigation. You know, people were speculating shit online. Now, I don't know why you're speculating about. Something like this. Let let the fucking the real the real journalists do their job, please. Before we start, you know, possibly someone else. No, I don't want to hear possibly or, you know, maybe somebody else. No, when yeah. you're taking that uh, human life into consideration and, and and you're messing shit up like that just for views and clicks, give me a break. Yeah, no, I agree. The last thing you want to do is put um, misinformation out there. I saw. ROH went out and corrected someone on Twitter not that long ago for putting out false information about yeah. that. You know, people want answers and that's understandable. Um, but, it, and it's hard to say, you know, hey, you know, try to respect the privacy of the families and things like that. Because, I mean, you, you, you just, you're just curious for information, you know, um, but, at the same time, you want truthful information and not and not speculation or or lies. So, if you don't uh, know, just don't say. Taz in the chat. Uh, this is not the Taz. Taz in the chat. Why haven't you mentioned his two children who were in the car? Clearly, you just got here, bro. Yeah, we we, men- we mentioned his two girls in the car. And then say, how come you didn't mention this, bro? Were you if there's one thing, if there's one thing that really pisses me off and is a pet peeve, you you come into my chat. And you tell me that I didn't cover something. Meanwhile, you just got here thinking that I am not prepared for my own show. That shit pisses me off. Get Taz uh, a timeout, please. Anyway, um, I thank uh, everybody for being here. We're going to get into Dynamite. I want to throw on some music and uh, get this somber mood, you know, um, in the back of the line. I want to thank Jesse for giving his thoughts on... uh, on Jay Briscoe as well. I know this was a difficult uh, topic to discuss. This rocked everybody pretty hard. Uh, my thoughts, Jesse's thoughts, love, prayer, and everything else in between to, to everybody in that AEW locker room, everybody in the WWE locker room that has wrestled, traveled, had a drink with, had a family outing with Jay Briscoe. Uh, our thoughts, love, and prayer to every single one of you guys. Um, and rest in peace, man. He he is he's gonna be missed for sure. Guys, hit that thumbs up. We need 150 more likes for a thousand. I would really appreciate it, man. Super chats are open. Get them on in. Let me know how you feel about Jay Briscoe. Tell me what your favorite moment is from Jay Briscoe. Memberships are open. Get them on in. Hit that join button. Become a channel member right here on OTS. We got 2,400 live in the venue. I appreciate you guys very much for joining us on this Wednesday night. 
Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Follow Jesse on Twitter as well, Chi-Town Smart. Follow Jesse on YouTube as well, same name. AEW Dark and Rampage live watch-alongs. Bro, I'm going to be watching Rampage this Friday, man. Normally, I don't. But Tony Khan booked Willie Mack and Brian Cage, bro. That's got JD written all over it, man. Wait, didn't we just see that? We saw it on Dark, yes. Yeah, we just He's saw booking it. it on Rampage now. Okay, let's get up. <laughs> I saw it already. You should be watching Dark. I don't watch Dark, man. Come on. I don't it watch his Dark, man. I'll tell you what. Willie Mack is they, fucking great, bro. Don't give me that shit. Hard, they're going to have a hard time beating the match they put on on Dark. Well, they got I'm that serious. Lucha Underground spirit in them, bro. I know they got it. They got to recreate that. I mean, because otherwise, I'm going to tell everybody to go watch the match they had on Dark because it was it was really good. I heard the re- I heard the crowd react. Bro, I don't think I heard a Dark crowd like that before. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Anyway, go follow Jesse on YouTube. He's going to be covering that shit uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. And make sure you guys go check out all the other videos on the channel. Everything you need on my channel is on the homepage. YouTube shorts, live streams, extras, you name it. And next time you see me again live will be Friday after SmackDown. Appreciate you guys. Now, I'm watching Rampage. That doesn't mean I'm reviewing Rampage. <laughs> Two different things, fellas. Two different things. Uh, Jesse, we're going to start off with Orange Cassidy and Jay Lethal. This was for the All-Atlantic Championship to open the show. Um, we did get a Jay Briscoe in-memory graphic at the start of the show. No 10-bell salute or anything like that. We discussed that earlier as well. And then we get into this match. And normally, Jesse, I would, I would tell you and I would tweet as such on social media that I didn't like this match because there was too many... Too many shenanigans, too too jo- too many jokes involved, too many uh, hijinks involved. You got Dan Housen dressing as an usher, and you got Dan Housen playing guitar, and you got the best friends in this match buying tickets to sit front row next to Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay Dutton, Satnam Singh, who also bought tickets. I mean, bro, this was all over the place, and I find this is beneath somebody of Jay Lethal's talent and Orange Cassidy's talent because I think o- uh, OC is great, but I... Gave this one a pass, bro. And you could you could chime in and correct me if I'm wrong here. I, I gave this one a pass, even though it was a little hokey for me, because I feel like after what we got with the news of Briscoe, this was more of a uplifting match, a comedy match, uh, something to get, you know, people smiling, something to get people laughing. And that's the way I interpreted it. You may have interpreted it something uh, some some other way. Uh, how'd you feel about this one with Orange Cassidy getting the victory over Jay Lethal and what I thought was... You know, a comedy match with too many shenanigans. Um, so I'm gonna be very honest, man. I mean, I don't know what else to do, but I so after dealing with um the 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 J situation and then the show starting and seeing the graphic and then hoping to get, you know, some um some some kind of um tribute and or some promos from um the talent and then just to get the uh, the comedy match and then and and then it's you know Jeff Jarrett at the same time too I'm going to be honest I was just not into it at all like I sincerely did not care I watched it I mean it was overbooked 
I didn't. I mean, it it could have been a it could have been a five star classic. And at that given moment, I just was not into pro wrestling at that given time. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just a me thing. I was hoping. I I, I was anticipating the start of the show, waiting to see what I was gonna get. And then we just got a graphic and then straight to a comedy match. I was in no mood to laugh. I was just in no mood to laugh. I, so I, I actually I actually laughed with Dan Housen playing the guitar and cursing uh, uh, J- Jeff Jarrett or Sanjay Dutt, one of them. I, I don't know. who I forgot who he cursed. He cursed somebody playing the yeah. guitar and cursing them at the same time. I don't know why I laughed at that, but I laughed at that hysterically, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, I, you know, any, any other day, and maybe I wouldn't have cared as much. It just at this given moment, it was... And like, yeah, I mean, I could appreciate them, you know, going out and working at this time. I mean, and how do you think they must feel, you know? But yeah. um, I don't know. There was, I mean, it just, it, it just, it just all seems so trivial, especially for the first match out of the gate, you know? I mean, it seems to be a really hard spot to be put into. All right. The wrestling world is mourning right now. Go out there and put on a comedy match. And like, all right. You know, shout out to the crowd, man. The crowd was fine. You yeah, know, they the were crowd, into it. They were big yeah. time into it. Yeah, the crowd was fine. So that's what's important. The live crowd kept their spirits up. That's man, good. you could be honest with me, man. You don't like the old Atlantic title. I, I think I've been more than honest about that <laughs> damn title. I can't be any more honest about that damn title, man. Listen. I can appreciate I can appreciate that um that they're trying to have, you know, Orange out there go out there and 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 work, you know, and make it a to make it a hustler's a hustler's title. No, they are, they're not just letting them. Sit and there that's and the th- that's the around. thing. OC can work. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, away from what the fucking geeks online said, OC can work with the best of them. It's it's not the fact that he can't work. It's like, you know, I would rather see more of that and a little dose of comedy. Sometimes, you know, it's going to be more comedy than more wrestling. I, I get it, but you know, with somebody like that in the ring, bro, like Jay Lethal. I, I mean, Jay Lethal is a fucking. He's just a class, he's class a, killer, a wrestler, bro. I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? Yeah, he's a killer. I, I want to see more from Jay Lethal. I really do. Me too. Me too. I, I love Jay Lethal, but uh, you know, Orange Cassidy got the win here. Um, it was a lot of comedy, and there were some cool spots in this match. Um, there was a spot where Cassidy was sent to the apron and delivered the 10-corner buckles. Crowd went uh, and counted along, followed a top-rope crossbody. Cassidy hit a stun dog millionaire into a spinning DDT. He only got a two-count on on Lethal. Cassidy missed a top-rope DDT. Lethal counted into a lethal combination, which looked great. And the lethal injection. Cassidy, he rolled to the outside, and Lethal was pissed because he got his finish, and he could not make the cover. So Chuck Taylor dumped his popcorn all over Sanjay Dutt while they were sitting in the crowd. You got Lethal in the ring wrestling, and you got Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, and Jeff Jarrett sitting front row. Behind them, you got the best friends. You got uh, all three of those guys out there with Dan Housen dressed as an usher. So his popcorn goes all over Sanjay Dutt. Bryce Remsburg got distracted. He went down there to the barricade and got distracted. What happened? What? <laughs> no. Another dummy AEW referee getting distracted for no reason. Jeff Jarrett, behind Bryce Remsburg's back, tried to hand his guitar to Lethal, but Danhausen intercepted and played a little uh, on the guitar and then cursed uh, Jay Lethal, I believe. Lethal was rolled up for a two. Cassidy popped up, fired off an orange punch, and that was enough to retain the All-Atlantic Championship. After the match, Satnam Singh 
uh, jumped into the ring and was about to chokeslam the best friends, but Sanjay Dutt put a stop to it, fearing he'd lose his job. Jarrett went for a guitar shot on Orange Cassidy, but Sanjay Dutt stopped him as well. Cassidy threw those uh, little kicks that he does. Crowd was eating that shit up, and the heels all left, leaving the best friends in the ring with OC. Now, I know we talked about this with Orange Cassidy, man. I I think he's great. Uh, I think it's time to drop that championship. I don't think he's really doing anything for that championship right now. Uh, it's kind of in limbo. I know Buddy Matthews said something on Twitter not too long ago, I believe it was last week, that he loved to challenge for the All-Atlantic Championship. Take my money. If that's the case, that would be a banger match. You know, we always go back to Miro, bro. We always go back to Miro. Uh, I, I don't know why uh, Miro is not in a position creatively or the powers that be don't come up with like, hey, let's give the title to Miro. Let's get him back on TV. Let's have him hold it for the majority of the year and then build somebody up to take that off of off of Miro. You know, that would be, and we've, we've talked about this. How many fucking people on that roster could Miro make, bro, by having that championship mean something and then have it, have it drop to somebody that is up and coming or that could use the rub because we know how good Miro is. I mean, it's just it's just stupid at this point. Like, the Olympic championship is a great concept, but I feel like it's not really doing much of anything on Orange Cassidy. No, man. I uh, Look, I don't think it's Orange Cassidy. You think, think it's the it's, title? I think it's the t- I've been saying this from day one. Thank God that everything that I say here is archived and saved on YouTube forever because you can go back to the inception of that title. And my first reaction was, we don't need this title. No one get and every week that we talk about it, no one gives a shit about this title. Bro, mark my words. When Takeshita wins that championship, you're gonna be singing a different tune. Bullshit. I I I call bullshit on that. I'll, I'll take that bet all, every day of the week. Put the TNT title on him. He'll be fucking great. It'll be awesome. Because the TNT title actually means something. That title is so worthless, it's going to take Kenny fucking Omega to carry it to bring it some kind of prestige. It's just dead in the water. Nobody gives a shit about it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, listen, I partially agree with you, but uh, I guarantee you, bro, give that title to Takeshita, and you're going to be singing a different song. Nope, you're going to put a guy, you're going to put the title on the guy who himself is still trying to get completely over in a new country. Fail. Fucking fail, man. It is not going to work. All right, let's unify it. Let's unify with the TNT title then. We could do that. The title just means nothing. It just means nothing. No one knows, no one knows what it's supposed to mean. A TV title has a lineage. There's been TV titles across almost every production, every, every brand we've ever seen. Trios titles, tag titles. A TNT title, somehow even that has some kind of relevance. You know, you know. Again, thanks to Miro, this All Atlantic Championship means nothing. Now Pack did nothing with it. Orange is doing nothing with it. No one cares about that title. Put it on Takeshita, it's gonna fail. It's it 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 needs to be made important, and right now it's just not. Now we'll see. We'll Hook see. with the FTW title is more important than the All-Atlantic Championship. I don't know if I go that far. I mean, come on now. Come on now, man. Really? Hook is more, hook is more over. So uh, Yes, Hook is more over, yes. I would say. So, I mean, I don't know, that's a close one, but I would say There's hook, something yes. there. Anyway, uh, I feel like something needs to change with Lawrence Cassidy. Maybe we'll uh, we'll get uh, that sometime this year. But he did defeat Jay Lethal, comedy match. I felt like it was uh uplifting match, seeing the news that we got with Jay Briscoe. But... Uh, I mean, I could be in the wrong on that, but he wins and retains the title over Lethal. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll end it with this. Having my way, be get rid of the fucking title. Merge it, whatever. But fine, it's going to stay. Okay. 
there needs to be legitimate chase for that title. There needs to be a want or a need for it. So um, I'm going to vacate the title somehow, some way. Kayfabe it. I don't fucking know. All right. Um, make a series of matches every week. Um, for the love of God, don't do a fucking battle royal. Um, do something interesting. You know, come up with a new tournament. You know, it can be the fucking, it can be the Jay Briscoe tournament. I don't care. Just do something, implement some storyline behind it, uh, behind it, and put some major names out there. Adam Cole wants this title. Kenny Omega wants this title. Brian Danielson wants this title. No one's gonna give a shit about a title because Kushida's going after it. And and then here comes Takeshita. I mean, no, dude. We want the make. We want Moxley out there. Like, I want this fucking title. Then it means something. Nobody cares about it, so why should we? That's exactly why I told you to put her on Takeshita, man. The more he wins, the more bangers he has. The title's going to mean something. Not over enough. Let him continue doing his bangers. Takeshita's not over. over enough. He's not over enough, man. Look, what are you I talking about? I love the guy, man. Come on. You mean take a shit is not over, bro. He's not over <laughs> enough. I didn't say he wasn't over. Nice try. I didn't say he wasn't over. I said he's not over enough. <laughs> He can strive for it. You know, put him on his winning streak. You know, let him continue doing what he's doing. Let him continue to be more over. I didn't say he wasn't over. I'm not going to look at that chat because I think somebody's going to piss me off. But he's just not over enough. (laughs) Now. Bro, you know, you know, I watched I watched that MJF promo again, bro. Again, in full. Konnichiwa. I mean, I I, I couldn't stop laughing, man. Guy's a a fucking comedian. Such an asshole. Now, we can put Takeshka... In the hunt for the title, as long as he's one of the major names on it, I want Moxley in on it. I want Claudio in on it. I want Kenny in on it and Takesta as well. And Takesta can even come out on top. But the thing that makes it important is everyone is trying to get it. People care about it. Came to, I want that fucking title. You know, Adam Cole, like, shit, I never had that. I want it too. And then through all of that, you know, Takesta comes out on top. Well, fuck, man. Look how many people cared about it. Now look how many people are coming after him to get it. That title means something now. As opposed to just put on Takesta and see how it goes. That's, no. Fail. It's going to fucking fail, man. All right, yeah. Tony Khan, well, let's put Jesse in a boardroom with you and other executives and see how long this lasts. Straighten this what shit I- out. We got to get that title I- on the track because it's, it's Pretty sure out. TK would uh, ask you kindly to get the fuck out. Hey, man. I'm going to take my <laughs> ideas first, use them, then kick me out. It's all good. <laughs> Anyway, four guys I don't want to get kicked out, man. Top Flight and the Young Bucks, man. Matt and Nick Jackson without Kenny Omega, Darius and Dante Martin. They beat the Young Bucks on TV, and this is the biggest win of their career, bro, yet. And this actually happened after the Young Bucks just won the trio championships last week with Kenny Omega in that uh, ladder match on Dynamite. Uh, this was very good. This was a great match between these two teams. Bucks controlled the action early on. Nick robbed Dante of a hot tag there. Corner Bulldog into a drop kick combination. That was done by the Bucks, and then it was followed by Risky Business. Go for a cover, get a two count. Dante rolled through a arm drag, hit a head scissors on Matt. That led to Darius getting the hot tag, and he ran wild. Standing Spanish fly on Matt. That, then, then there was a dive on the floor to Nick as Darius got a top rope crossbody on Matt for a two. 
We got a little series of blind tags here. Led to uh, a Melcher driver that failed by the Young Bucks. Top flight hit a slingshot flatliner. Dive to the floor. Power bomb nose dive combination. But Nick broke up the count for a two count. Nick then hit a face buster on Darius. Moonsault on Dante outside. He went back in with a destroyer on Darius for two. Nick's offense is incredible. Um, we got crowd big time into this now. As Matt Jackson, uh, he was wearing a uh, Briscoe armband, and he kissed the Briscoe armband, and the Bucks hit a Briscoe-style doomsday device, which was a nice little touch there by the young Bucks. Dante broke that up. Dante sent both Bucks outside, tried to no-hand springboard dive, but leapt right into a uh, double super kick. That did not look good. It looked like he lost his balance and then had no choice but to dive straight down and then got, get, got kicked in the face. Bucks knocked knees for the BTE trigger on Darius. He ducked the move, and that was it because Darius seen an opening and rolled Matt up for the 1-2-3 leverage pin and, the, and top flight win the biggest match of their career. Bro, I said this on social media. If, and this is a big if because, you know, with the type of match that they usually wrestle and with the injuries that we've seen in their young career already, if top flight, can stay healthy in 2023, bro. They are going to be this year's acclaimed. No doubt about it. Win the tag team titles. They're going to be the next big thing in that tag team division if they can stay healthy. They are fucking great. And Tony Khan has put them, bro, in the ring with some of the biggest heavy hitters in this company. And he's done that for a legitimate reason. He wanted to see how well the crowd would receive them. He wanted to see how well they work. They've been in there with the Blackpool Combat Club. They've been in there with the Young Bucks. They've been in there with several different teams and they've killed it every single fucking time, man. They are great. They are. Um, you know what they need, though? A mouthpiece? Yeah. They need a manager. Yeah. Now, who I don't who, know who. who who would be a great manager? I I, I don't know. I don't know who. They're, they, their locker room is, you know, in that backstage area is plenty of, of talent that can help get them over. Um, as, I mean, they're, over, they're already over for the in-ring work. But to help get them over in promos and um, doing feuds and things like that, um, it's quite a few names out there. Um, it's a little bit harder to put a mouthpiece and a manager with a babyface team, as yeah. you know, and easier to do with a heel. Yeah, but it can be done. It can be done. Just gotta find somebody that's absolutely beloved. Um, make the pairing make sense, and Top Flight can take care of everything else as far as in the ring goes and putting on fucking classic matches. Um, they just do struggle in the promo department, but I, I do think a mouthpiece is the only thing that they need to help get them um, over the hump to be tagged uh, champions. Well, I agree. Yeah. Great match. Uh, looking forward to seeing more top flight in AEW and uh, kind of a resurgence in the two on two tag team realm, because uh, I know Excalibur did mention this, and this is what I appreciate most about Excalibur. He's uh very analytical, very uh, stat heavy guy. He said this was the first two-on-two tag team match that the Young Bucks have wrestled since Fighter Fest last year. And this is a lot different, he said, to a trios. And I honestly thought that was a uh, great little comment. I did not realize that it would be a uh, homage or, uh, or uh, I would say, uh, a look into the future uh, for um, Top Flight because the Young Bucks haven't wrestled two-on-two. They've been in this trio shit with Kenny Omega. They've, they've been suspended Come back first match and they lose the top flight, man. I wonder if that's going to play into some story now with the Young Bucks two on two away from Kenny Omega. Yeah, I don't know. it could, it could. Or I mean, I see what the Bucks were doing there. They want to, you know, 
try to you know give top flight a little push in in the, in the right direction um it wasn't as it wasn't as impactful and surprising as seeing action and dready beat jericho though i mean i will say that yeah i mean we've we've watched top flight you know do fantastic things in the ring you know usually individually but we but we've seen them do it so watching them beat the bucks it wasn't as huge of an upset as no. as and andretti versus jericho but um, you can see the faith they're giving these guys and the push that they they do deserve because they're fantastic in the ring. Um, I still feel like the Bucks feel like that top flight is like a younger version of themselves, man. Because yeah, they are that good. They yeah. really are that good. Um, as they grow and as they learn, they're going they're only gonna get better. Um, I just want to see them spend some more time. You know, I, I saw people um talking about who could manage them and things like that. And I saw some people saying Matt Hardy. Can we make sure we block those guys permanently from the chat that said Matt Hardy? Well, no, don't block them, but uh, their wrestling opinion really is uh, skewed because Matt Hardy really do, didn't do anything yeah. for private party. So no, uh, we, we don't need Matt Hardy thing. managing anybody. I have an idea to give them someone, to give them a fantastic fucking mouthpiece and also a partner to put them in the trios division. Um, now, I know he's working with... Ortiz a little bit, but why not Eddie Kingston? Eddie uh, Kingston is over as fuck as a babyface, man. And working with Top Flight, you know, you got to build the chemistry. You got to make the pairing make sense. This guy can talk for days. He can put them together in trios matches, and he can be a mouthpiece for them as far as um, a manager. So A lot of people he, in the chat are saying RVD, Rob Van Dam. Why, why would you want Rob why? Van Dam to sign with AEW? I don't understand you guys. Why do you want Rob Van Dam and his porn star girlfriend to be on fucking TV? Man? I, Rob Van Dam is fucking, he's old. <laughs> why do you want, I mean, you, you're going to get Rob Van Dam to wrestle in AEW? I mean, you people complain about Jeff Jarrett being on fucking TV. I oh mean, give me a break. God, no, 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 no. I want somebody that can go out there and and verbally push the talent that these guys can bring in the ring. Bro, we need somebody um, like MVP managing fucking top flight. Somebody like that. Somebody with that that aura. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That that works. So who's that, works that who is well. that in AEW? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Eddie Kingston either, though. They're not doing as much with him as I one would think. I don't know if he's hurt or just working sporadically. I don't know. But I think putting him with, if not top flight, anyone as more of a mouthpiece will be a, a definite benefit to his, his talents, man. I would like Eddie Kingston to say, so, to, to stay solo. I think there's uh, I think there's money in a feud with MJF somewhere down the line. Uh, Eddie Kingston's last hurrah, you know, for the world title. We'll yeah. see what happens there. But uh, top flight did win against the young bucks. Great match. Uh, and uh, definitely looking forward to more top flight in AEW. Uh, we got Austin and Colton Gunn walking out as they were granted, uh, or actually uh, they were uh, met with chance of asshole, and they were granted TV time here to pretty much uh, complain, and Austin is out there, and they said they made the acclaim popular and made them, I see it, I see it, I'm going to get to it. We were given... Uh, Austin said they made the acclaim popular and made them champions. We even gave them my dad, he said. Colton <laughs> said it'll be the last time they embarrass them. Then the acclaim's music played, and Austin completely yelled over uh, Max Caster's rap, and he did not get the rap in at this time and says they don't want to hear any rhymes. 
Caster then asked the fans if they wanted to hear the ass boys talk or hear him freestyle. So he called for the guns mics to be turned off and muted. And he said, start my music. And he rapped and he rapped about how they only got a job because their dad worked there. He says they're the worst kids since Hunter Biden. He got bleep for something about balls. And I don't know what he said, but uh, I'm glad uh, Mike Mansory had the uh, seven second delay to uh, hit the bleep button. Yeah, Instead of having uh, Rick Ross out there dropping F-bombs <laughs> and nobody was uh, monitoring that one. Um, I told you on text, Jesse, I am incredibly impressed by the way that the guns handle themselves out there. Bro, they are growing on me. I, I wasn't really big on them. I'm like, yeah, they're okay. I don't really see the big deal about them. But, man, man, the heat that they fucking get, man, I'm falling in love with that shit. Yeah, uh, I I do think the heat that they're they're getting is nice. I also think it's... Unfortunately, because I mean, I said before, I mean, I, I I like what they're bringing, I like what they're doing. Um, I think it's borderlining go away heat, you know, a little bit. It's, it's, there sounds to be a little bit of indifference out there when they're out there just trying to get cheap heat sometimes, which is a really bad signal. Um, I still think they need their father, um, to help uh, get them past that 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 little bitty brink that they might need. Because again, the acclaim just do not need Billy Gunn. They do not. He goes away. The acclaim is still fucking over. All right. Put him back with his sons. And now you get a chance of the ass boys getting over that hump in the tag division. Um, and that, and it, it looks like something's going on there. Maybe that's where they're headed. You know, maybe that's where they're headed. But it just seems that they could use the services of their father a lot more than the acclaim. The acclaim does not fucking need. You know, you, you, may, be, you may be right, to be, to be honest with you, because I, I feel like this is definitely leading towards the revolution uh, tag team title match. Um, and it's something that I'm very excited to see unfold. Uh, that's where we may actually end up getting a turn at the pay-per-view. Um, I do agree with you in some sense that the Acclaim do not need Billy Gunn. Uh, for some reason, I just love the Billy Gunn act with the Acclaim. I love the whole Scissor Me Daddy Ass thing. I think it fits. You know, it kind of gave uh, Billy Gunn a new lease on life, too. It made him feel fucking 20 years younger, right? For 30 years younger. But... You know, he got in the ring and he broke these four guys up from brawling and he was trying to play peacemaker here. Billy took the microphone. He said he's sick of the whining. He's sick of his whining privileged kids. He then told the acclaimed, you're tag team champion, so start acting like them. He said, next week, you're all going to hash it out. And I got two words for you as the crowd chanted, suck it. Billy said, family therapy. So uh, we may be getting some family therapy next week, bro. Who was Bailey's psychiatrist? What, what was his name? Dr. Shelby. Dr. Shelby. We may be getting Dr. Shelby here, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, minus Kane. Minus Glenn Jacobs. Oh, God. So I'm going to go back a segment. Uh, I was talking about Top Flight having a manager. Yeah. Um, I think I got something here. Um, first off, Top Flight needs a gimmick change. What is their fucking gimmick? Yeah. I was going to, you know, it's funny you brought that up. I was going to say, not even a gimmick change, bro. Just send them out there wearing some fucking nice uh, Rockers-inspired gear or something like that. Matching gear, uh, jackets or something. You know, no, uh, they come out that, wearing no. just nothing, bro. They come out just plain bare chest. It's like, who the fuck? It's like they're they're right out of the goddamn um, performance center, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. Fuck that. I got I mean, we gotta, uh, I'm going to go a different route with them. You know who Top Flight right now in, in, in this form reminds me of? They remind me of the fucking face paint Usos. They're yeah. out there doing the fucking, ooh. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Fuck that. Change the fucking gimmick. 
turn these guys heel and give them one manager, Stokely Hathaway. You want to turn top flight heel? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I want to give them a chance because, like we just said, it's easier to give a manager to a heel with a mouthpiece. Turn them heel, put them with Stokely Hathaway, who isn't doing jack shit, who is brilliant as a manager. Put them with top flight, only top flight, no one else, no big-ass faction, and let them work as a heel tag team. I don't know. That's what, that's what I would do with top flight. I don't know. I don't know why you're turning them heel, bro. They're just starting to get on a hot streak of momentum. Because the manager situation. I think if we put them with a heel manager, let them get over his heels, let them start to develop that mic work behind Stokely Hathaway, you can always turn them back babyface. This goes back to the Roman Reigns theory back in the day. Turn them fucking heel, let them get over his heel. You can always pull them back, turn them back babyface. Same thing here. I think these guys can go somewhere fast but not as baby faces with this lame generic gimmick. Change the gimmick, make it a little bit darker, put them a Stokely Hathaway, let them run the fucking gamut for a while. In a year or so, turn them back to baby face. You'll get what you want, man. Bro, I just, I just, I just lobbied to have you sit in on a, a creative meeting with Tony Khan, and then you bring me this fucking idea, man. You ain't ever getting in there. This is, this is brilliant. They man. can't even, they, bro, they don't have any natural heel heat, bro, and uh, any natural heel mannerisms. You want to fucking turn them heel. What do you think Stokely Hathaway is for? Yeah, but yes, you also gotta you gotta act the part too. You just can't have Stokely do everything. They don't have a part to act right now, which means which is why they need a, a gimmick. Oh, right, let's give them Big Bill too as uh, as muscle. Right? They need a get. They need a gimmick refresh. They got to get off this again. They look like they look like Gen One Usos, man. They're just there's white meat baby faces. They're happy. They're jumping around. They're doing flips, and they love the crowd. Fuck that. Uh, let's, lame, let, let's have them come out dressed as Delta flight attendants, right? And uh, get somebody, a hot blonde, dressed as a nice stewardess in a, a short skirt. How about that? Oh, God. Dude. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know this could work. Don't get Stokely away from that big bill bullshit. Everything else, that, that's trash. Stokely needs to focus Bro, his, only his, his on name top is, His name is Bill, and he's big. Big, big Bill. I'm Bill. Okay, what do you do? Big. My name is William. Can you beat Hook? No, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. I wouldn't turn them heel. Not yet. Yeah, I, I would definitely give it a roll, man. Renee Paquette. She interviewed a very somber Adam Page. He says he vowed to beat him, but he got knocked out, talking about John Moxley. Yeah. So he took his word away from him. He says he got his word back when he beat Moxley after Moxley disrespected him with jokes about being knocked out. Hangman says he doesn't want to get overly specific, but he's interested in mending some fences they have needed mending or that have needed mending for a long time. That is the one line that really got me thinking. Is he talking about John Moxley, bro? That doesn't sound like John Moxley needing a fence to be mended, bro. Who else does Renee Paquette know very well, man? Who is she really close to, man? Her former co-host on Fox, bro. Is that the man that he's talking about there? A Chicago native, man. The Pepsi man himself. Is it who we think it is? No, no, no. Stop doing this shit, man. You stop trying to Bro, listen. Bro, he's not talking about John Moxley here. 
Okay, here we go. He's not talking about John Moxley here, bro. Mending here fences go. with John Moxley? And then he says, uh, nah, you, know, you know what? Nah, nah, nah what, I don't want to talk about it. I'll, I'll mention it some other time. Oh, my God, dude. Stop. It's not happening. Stop. Am I the only one who thought that was CM Punk? Please tell me no. Yes, you are definitely no, the only one. Yes. I am not. Otherwise, Punk would be trending again because he seems to trend every other fucking night. But not tonight. You know, realistically, it could be anybody. It could be Moxley. It could be Brian. could be Punk, right? You know? It could be anybody it look, in the elites. It looks like... I don't know. It looks like... That they're trying to get Hangman to the point where he's going to lash out at Renee. You see that? Yeah. Like, they're, they're building up to it. Because he was going to ask her something. He, he was going to tell her to, 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 to tell John something. Like, you know what? You know what you can do? You can tell. Uh, nah, forget it. You know, it, it. And then remember the last time they encountered? Oh, yeah, I bet you really want to know how I'm doing, don't you? you yeah. Know, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. man, a nice uh, a nice hangman uh, buckshot to an innocent Renee. Oh, man. It's going to be fantastic television if that is uh, a possibility. Oh, man. We'll see. We will see. But, uh. That mending of offense there, uh, so they got it. people talking. I'm not the only, I'm no not the only, talking I'm not about the that. only one who talked about it and mentioned <sighs> Punk, bro. I'm not. Listen, man, I think Punk's back. I think Punk is going to be back in AW. I think he's back. I think he's coming back with FTR. I, I just think it's going to happen, bro. It's, it's just, it's just, just the way it's got to be. Just the way it's got to be. Yes, let me. Uh, yes, yes. Well, let, let's do that. Yes. Cam G with a $100 super chat. Cam G, you fucking beast. Just so in love, OTS is the best. Dynamite tonight was okay, but seeing you and Jesse on my screen is even better. OTS for life. Thank you, Cam G, with the 100 bomb right here on OTS. Jake Hager. He was out there with Matt Menard and Angela Parker against Ricky Starks. This one went about six minutes. Hager was beating up Starks during the break. Uh, Starks avoided a toss into the ring post, but Hager landed a boot to the face. Starks made a comeback after lifting his knees uh, with a swinging splash in the corner, and then he posed on top of the turnbuckle. He had to fend off Parker and Menard at ringside, who set up a table. Starks speared Hager seconds later and scored a clean one, two, three. Uh, the JAS was out there to uh, have that big beat down again on Starks, but he fled into the crowd to celebrate, knowing that he was outnumbered. He wins in about six minutes or so. Uh, they work pretty well together, bro, but pretty uneventful here, and it looks like they are still continuing Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho at some point, uh, maybe for another match at Revolution, but it's nice to see Starks on television and continuing those weekly appearances, man, as he is going to be one of the guys to look out for this year. He's got to be one of those featured stars and Tony Khan has done right by him so far. So uh, I have no problems with this. And this was an innocent match on Dynamite. I am I'm watching Ricky Starks very closely because I am liking the chase. I'm liking his buildup. And I'm liking where they're going with him. And one day soon, he's going to be blessed with gold. And I want to see if it starts to fall off after he gets a title like everyone else has. 
I just hope that they have a plan for him to yep. continue his momentum after he reaches his goal. Because right now he looks good, sounds good, feels good, feels good to cheer Ricky Starks, man. He's loving it. He's got, he's got the crowd behind him, liking what he's doing with promos, liking what he's doing in the ring. Everything is good. Same way it was with Wardlow. And then the typical AEW babyface curse rears its ugly head. The chase right. is great. Championship and the follow-up. Goodbye, bro. I could take a fucking dump better than the fucking uh, title run. Right. No good. We got to see what happens there. But Ricky Stark so far so good in 2023. Looking like he's going to continue his feud with Chris Jericho going into the pay-per-view. Tony Schiavone interviewed Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Daniel Garcia. Sammy put his armor on Garcia's shoulders. Garcia didn't like that. Jericho says he's requesting a tag team match with Starks and Action Andretti against Guevara and himself. Garcia said he has a match against Andretti this Friday on Rampage, and he wants to get his hands on Starks too, so let him be his partner. Sammy says he's so proud of him. He hugged him and, and said if he beats Andretti on Friday, he can take his place in the tag team match next week. Jericho said whether it's the Sex Gods or Garcia Co., Starks and Andretti will be losers next week. Garcia Co., bro. Sounds like a uh, sounds like a fucking, uh, I don't know, some, uh, some sort of fucking uh, restaurant or so. You know, some salad like joint. Sounds like another another nickname that Jericho came up in catering about forty five minutes before the show. Yeah, we're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to Garcia Co. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Anyway, uh, continuing the feud with uh, both of these guys, and, and the follow up for Action Andretti has been uh, less than stellar. So hopefully they can uh, pick that back up because the win over Jericho was was huge, and we haven't really felt that same thing since that win over Jericho. So, well, um. And Andretti is um, back on dark. He's getting wins on dark. And this still does seem like the natural progression of Andretti so far. Just because he beats Jericho, I don't, I don't expect a full-time call-up and, like, in the main event storylines. He's back on He's back on dark. He's winning on dark, things like that. Um, what I would like to see, since they have now gone back to putting um, random stars on dark here and there, and they've even imp- implemented some storylines on Dark. I would love to see a pop-up of Jericho on Dark to beat the shit out of Andretti. It would just make so much sense with continuity. But um, they did go back to putting Andretti on Dark, and they did advertise him for TV again. So I'm happy with what they're doing with Andretti so far. As long as they don't, he doesn't just regulate it to Dark. So far, I'm happy with it. All right, there you go. Brian Danielson. And Bandito, this was uh, match two in the MJF Challenge match in which Tony Khan is handpicking opponents for Brian Danielson all the way up until Revolution for Mr. Danielson. Uh, this one was uh, no different than last week with Takeshita. I prefer last week's match with Takeshita. But uh, in the same vein, as Sheamus says, bro, this was a banger of a match. And these matches are going to be banger after banger after banger after banger. You know with Brian Danielson. Um, this was great. I thought these two worked very well together. It, uh, it was one of those matches that was still hard hitting, but it kind of had, uh, it, it kind of leveled up throughout the match. They went about 20 minutes or so, uh, and they were given plenty of time here. So Danielson and Bandito put on a great match. Danielson controlled the match during the commercial break. Bandito tried for a springboard back inside. Danielson caught him with a kick in midair, took over as they went into a commercial break. Uh, right back into a pop-up face buster by Bandito for a double down. 
Uh, they had a shot battle that led to uppercuts. Danielson in the corner. Uh, he moonsaulted out of the corner like he usually does, and Bandito was ready, waiting for him with a super kick. Spinning moonsault crossbody led to a Bandito signature, which he does, the stalling vertical suplex. Now, Brian, I don't know if this was just Brian weighing too much for Bandito and, and Bandito, uh, you know, not being able to lift Brian, but it looked like Brian was positioning his body in mid-suplex to kind of fall forward in the suplex, so that that gave Bandito a little bit more of a difficult time to get the suplex up, but then he powered him up vertically, and then normally he stalls about 20, 30 seconds, sometimes even longer. He did it with Jonathan Gresham at one of the pay-per-views last year. He did like a fucking minute and a half with Gresham up there, but uh, Bandito superplex there down, and Bandito tried for a frog splash. Danielson got the knees up right into a label lock, and Bandito was uh, in the lock, and Brian was yelling for him to tap. He did not. And Bandito broke the hold with a uh, foot on the bottom rope. Danielson fired off some yes kicks. Bandito blocked the home run shot, the last one into a GTS off of a torture rack. Danielson flipped out of his 21-plex. I love this fucking move. The 21-plex looks so good. Uh, drop toe hold down led to each man getting a near fall. Uh, back and forth with some cradles. Bandito was sent outside. Danielson hit a low drop kick and a running knee off the apron. Both traded some forearms while in the corner, and Bandito hit his moonsault avalanche follow-away slam, and then the 21-plex. He nailed it. Danielson kicked out. These two were throwing open-hand palm strikes back and forth. Danielson fought out of a brain buster, tried for the LaBelle lock. Bandito powered out. Backslide led to the Busaiko knee, and Danielson gets the victory. Excellent match with Bandito. Uh, Bandito only had one other match in AEW. And this was his second, and now he is one and one. MJF appeared on the big screen, called the fans fickle, saying Danielson has been dealing with masked Max, but the closer they get to revolution, the more the mask will come off. Not even a dragon is enough for the man behind the mask. This is a different MJF than the one who ran in fear last week from Danielson. Uh, only time will tell on that, but... You know, MJF cut more of a serious promo here. No joking around. No comedy hour here. No making the people laugh. MJF is very serious, which I uh, I also appreciate, too, because he knows that uh, his days are uh, numbered here with Danielson winning these matches. So we got next week, bro, after he beat Bandito, we got Tony Khan picking Brian Cage one-on-one -on -one with Brian Danielson. And MJF shows up in a backstage segment with Prince Nana and Brian Cage, offers Brian Cage a huge envelope full of money, to say, I don't give a shit if you win. I don't give a shit if you lose. But I want you to break his arm. And there's more money in this envelope that you guys have both seen collectively in your entire lives. So he took the money. He slapped Brian Cage first and then angered him and said, you see that anger? That's exactly what I want you to do going into that match with Brian. And then Nana took the money and that match is booked for next week. I thought this was great. And uh, I think they're going to put on another banger next week, man. Brian Cage is incredibly underrated. And having him work with somebody like Brian going to really elevate his stock too now just for um purposes of just common sense if i'm going into a match with someone who i know has a bounty on me to break my arm in a match and i have three other friends in my crew 
who would easily come out there with me and make sure that does not happen. Why don't he just come out there with the Blackpool Combat Club? Say, hey, we're going to have a match. We're going to have a fucking match. You try to break my guy's arm illegally, I'm going to fuck you up. Uh, maybe Brian told them to stay away. You know, that's not even the part that I find to be illogical. M- MJF says, I don't care if you win or I don't care if you lose. Like, well, I- if he loses, he doesn't get the title match. So MJF is basically kind of insinuating that Brian is going to win, win win this match. And it's like, I'm going to be fucked either way because I don't see this guy losing, but I don't care if you win or lose. Just break his fucking arm because he can't wrestle an Iron Man match for 60 minutes with one fucking arm. Well, yeah, you would want him to lose, wouldn't you? Well, that's his logic behind it. It's like, look, I don't think, basically he's saying, I don't think, I don't think you can beat him. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm yeah basically. That was, so, that's yeah. basically what MJF was saying. You're not going to beat him, so just break his arm. Break his arm and lose. If you beat him and I'm wrong, I win it, I win again. So yeah. it don't matter. So just break his arm. You don't have to fucking win. Just break his arm. I'll take care of the rest. That, that made sense. But if I got three fucking friends with me, no one is a bounty on me to break, get my arm broken. Hey, you guys come out there, stand around, and let me do my work in the ring. Don't do shit in the match. Just make sure that no, no, no shenanigans happen. That's it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, it wouldn't look the same if Brian needed help to beat Brian Cage instead of Brian beating Brian Cage on his own. Yeah. Yeah. And Brian, and, and Brian can't have uh, a bad match. I said this on Twitter, too. If you told me Brian Danielson was the greatest of our generation, I wouldn't even bat an eyelash. Fight. Fucking great. Yeah. Just so yeah. good. Moving on, we got some uh, we got some Soraya and Tony Storm, man. Let me tell you something. It could be Tony Time twenty four seven, bro. Tony Time looking good tonight. Man. Tony Time twenty four seven, no doubt about it. Um, we got these ladies backstage, and we got Soraya, Storm, and Sheeta. Soraya wasn't really sure about Sheeta throwing the kendo stick into the ring. She's like, really? You know, was that really meant for uh, Tony? You know, why would you do that? Storm talked about facing Willow Nightingale tonight. Let's not blame Sheeta. Let's get back on the same page. And blah, blah, blah. Now, we, now Jesse, last week we thought Sheeta was kind of doing it on purpose and she might be the one to join Britt and turn heel. Hi, Britt. How, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, listen, we're glad Bay Bay is back. We are very happy, you know? Absolutely. Glad that household is back to normal, you know? Um, all joking aside, bro, I thought Sheeta was going to turn heel, man. I don't really feel that way uh, after this. And with what we saw tonight, uh, looks like Tony Storm and, and Soraya may have uh, turned the page here and joined the dark side. I don't know why. Can, can you do me a favor and explain to me why this is happening right now? I, I don't know. Because I don't, I, know, I, I don't, I don't know what to think. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on right here. I, I don't why know. Is, why is Paige heel with Tony Storm? I don't know. Why? It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to me. But they did say, bro, they did say us originals need to teach these uh or, or what she said. She said uh, you know, us three or us the two rather. Yeah, they need to basically, teach these AEW originals a thing or two. Basically, just enter Sasha, basically, right? Yeah, basically, yes. That's okay. what. That's where I was going with that. Yes. Okay. And then that's Sasha didn't really. Sasha didn't really help, or Mercedes, I should say, didn't really help her cause either when she said she was going to beat Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship and take it from New Japan to any other promotion that she desires. And then yeah. she deleted the tweet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> 
I mean, that that's how that's how little sense this make. It literally feels like they're just trying to just now manipulate and change the women's division for Mercedes entrance to make sense. So which is whatever. As but I don't understand why why I mean let let's theoretically think about this. Like if Mercedes is coming in, you know, she's gonna be cheered. She's gonna be a baby face. Tony Storm's right. a baby face. Soraya is a baby face. She just came back after a five-year retirement. I don't know why she's a fucking heel. And then Mercedes is gonna come in as a baby face, though. Bro, you got three WWE females there, right? Tony Storm, obviously the least of the three, because she was there in NXT, didn't really do much on the main roster, but you got Mercedes, and you got Soraya, right? So you can consider them WWE-esque. you know, So then you got these ladies here in AEW. You got Jamie Hayter, who's an original. She's been there since the beginning. Britt Baker is the fucking founder of the division. And then you got Hikaru Shida, who's been there since the beginning as well. And Shida, bro, she she looks like she's transforming into bitch mode. She looks like she's transforming into uh, an act that would fit perfectly with, you know, Britt's camp, right? So that's where I feel like they're going. But now Ruby Soho's involved and Soraya and Tony turned heel. I, I I thought whatever we saw tonight was completely unnecessary. Yeah, it, it's a, it just feels like it's all over the place. That's all. It feels like they're trying to quickly transition to get to an end game that they already know about. Yeah. Without making it make sense. So they already know what they're trying to do. So they just... It's it's like if you're in the car with someone driving somewhere and you know what the destination is and all of a sudden they just took a weird left turn out of nowhere and then just told you, don't worry, we'll get there. I got a different way to get there. Okay, I'm not doubting you, but which why are you going this way? It makes no fucking sense. It yeah, we're, we're definitely getting Mercedes. We're definitely getting Mercedes uh, teaming with Soraya. And, and that's just my opinion. You know, this is not uh, fact or anything. I, I think she's definitely coming in teaming with Soraya and Tony Storm against... Uh, the AEW OGs, Britt, and Jamie Hayter, and, and whoever else wants to be a part of that team. So that's what I do think is happening at the pay-per-view because we are looking at uh, about six weeks, I would say. Five weeks, maybe, uh, with uh, the Women's Championship match possibly not even happening at the show, and then we get that six-woman that six women tag team match happening at the show and no title defense. We don't need the title to be defended on every pay-per-view. Or, or... I mentioned this last week. We could possibly see blood and guts with the ladies this year instead of the men. So I don't know where that's going. Uh, that's always a possibility. But Jesse said uh, something last week that kind of resonated with me. I mean, you're going to put Saray in a blood and guts match after five years being away. I don't think that's a good idea. No. But I could say I could definitely see the blood and guts match getting uh, some uh, some female action this year. I think that would be fantastic. I don't know. We'll see. I wouldn't mind it. But, I mean, for all the fucking... The, the bullshit that the women get for their Rampage main event. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I Which thought was, was ridiculous, fan- by the way. I mean, I it's thought just... It was a fantastic main event. I put it over in my review. I even text you that night. I literally said, the women fucking killed it in the main event tonight. I I, I, I meant I, I meant it was ridiculous in a way that people lashed out on social media. Like, I don't I don't yep. really understand the the problem. Oh, I, don't, I don't like the way the women bled. It was, uh, it was too yeah. much. Like... Yes, I, I granted, granted, I do, because I, I watched the match. I, I, I don't even know where Ruby Soho fucking got cut open, to be honest with you. I don't know what did it. All of a it sudden, like I looked down, she's fucking gushing blood. Like it was hard way. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what happened there, but, uh, you know, a lot of people made themselves, again, look stupid in, in, in that situation, too, because, you know, they're trying to get over and put on a show and a match that you're going to remember. And, and and let's be real, man. I appreciate Ruby Soho. If she did Blade, 
You know, I, I appreciate Ruby Solo doing something like that too, uh, as well, bro, because how much TV time does she realistically get? How many times does she get to go out there and fucking, uh, you know, make a statement like that? She, she never does. So the yeah. fact that she even took it upon herself, Anna Jay took it upon herself, Willow might have fucked up on that table spot on the outside, but, you know, it took those risks in that match. Tay put, put her body on the line in that match, too, and, and, and everybody's like, oh, Ruby Solo bleeding too much. I don't, I don't like the women going this far. I mean, what? I wanna, what, 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 what type of women's match do you want? Do you want fucking fingernails being broken? Oh, oh my yeah. God. Like, I want women to wrestle. That's what you got on Friday. Why would anybody have a problem with that? Yeah. I, I want to I touch on that table spot by Willow. Um, people are saying it was a botch and everything else, but was it? I mean, remember, remember, when, remember when Bubba Ray used to put Mae Young... Through a table. Yeah. Let's put her on her shoulders and jump through the table. Did he ever put her through the table? Did he always jump through the table himself so she wouldn't take the table bump? Remember those? Yes, but it sounded good because Bubba is a big fucking guy, and when he goes through a table, it's going to be impactful. Right. Willow's a big girl. And Willow Anna is not is small, girl. yes. And but so she missed the table, and Anna Jay hit all table. concrete. Well, no, Willow jumped through it. Willow jumped through it. She, her body went through it, and Anna hit the floor. Her head didn't hit the floor. She kept her head up like a, like a bump. So it wasn't like she get like a. She did her head. Well, didn't then hit. the problem was the table was set up the wrong way. It should have well, been set up long ways. It would set. It was set up in the wrong way, the other way. Well, that's what I mean. But I'm not sure if it was a botch. I mean, maybe that was the intention for Willow to to jump through it just like Bubba Ray used to do, so that the spot was easier for for May Young. Yeah. You remember? You know what I'm talking yes, about, Yes, of right? course I remember. Yeah, because he he would jump, he would be ass through the table, and May Young would take none of that table every time. He did it like fucking thirty times a week, uh, you know, a month in Attitude Era. He put May Young through so many fucking tables, and he took it the same way every time. So when I saw Willow do this, it reminded me right away of Bubba Ray when he was he used to safely give May Young those table spots. So I was wondering if that was the intention. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I think I don't the know. complaints on social media were a little ridiculous. Yeah, it, yeah, like uh, who's a D King just said. Anna did not take a head bump. I mean, her head was protect. She was her head was up. She did not head bump on the concrete. So, the the spot looked fine. It looked like it was a planned spot. It's just not. It's, not, it's just not the same spot that people are used to watching these days when they watch the the person go through the table. This I time mean, did anybody have a problem it. when CM Punk blood buckets in his fucking dog collar match with MJF? I don't really, I don't recall that outrage. Oh, well, Punk was bleeding too much. I I can't look at this. Yeah, but but yeah. Uh, Ruby Soho apparently had a problem. People, I mean, pick and choose, man. Like MJF says, you fucking people are fickle. Yeah. Fickle. I'm fickle. Everybody's fickle. But I mean, cut the shit out. Anyway, uh, Tony Storm wins in uh, in about seven minutes. Here, uh, this wasn't bad. They wrestled pretty well together. Storm. Uh, was uh, on the offense on Willow throughout a break. Uh, Willow fought free from a uh, full Nelson, hit some corner lariats, big spine buster by Willow on Tony, who followed up with a drop kick off the second rope, couldn't hit the corner cannonball. Storm responded with some uh, sweet chic music that apparently Britt Baker says should be banned on <laughs> yeah. social media. Uh, Britt, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to deny that request right now. I mean, we aren't banning any sweet chic music from uh, Tony time. Let me tell you. No, thank you. I'd rather have you pull out my three remaining wisdom teeth than fucking ban sweet cheek music. 
and spinning uh, DDT for a two count, but Willow answered with a misdirect pounce. Uh, Nightingale was uh, able to hit the corner cannonball. Soraya jumped on the apron to distract. This was enough for Tony Storm to get a roll-up, and she cheated, bro. Hooked the tights to steal a win. Heel tactics by Tony time. I don't know, but I don't like it, man. I don't like it's it's illogical to me right now. The way I see it right now, it's illogical. No, Tony as a heel in WWE was terrible, and this is heading in the same direction. Man. Well, she got Soraya this time, but Soraya probably acts better as a heel than she does a babyface. Who knows? No, I, I don't. I don't know. Let's let's see where it goes. I I, I think Tony has has been on the downward spiral ever since she became women's champion. But at least it feels like they're actually doing something with her right now, so let's see where this goes. We'll see. Renee Paquette was backstage with Kanosuke Takeshita and asked him about his match with Brian Danielson last week. Takeshita says he respects Brian Danielson so much, and he is his hero. And then he said something in Japanese, which was way longer than uh, anything that was going to be interpreted. Renee asked, what does that mean? And... He said, that means MJF is an asshole. He's an asshole. Takeshita is going to be a big deal in AEW. Oh, yeah. Takeshita versus MJF, bro? At some point? Take my money. Take a shitter. Definitely take my money. Take a shitter. Oh, my God. Konnichiwa, bro. Konnichiwa. (laughs) Not put me in this one. People are ready. Oh, man. Darby Allen. The racist one in the whole damn community. So. Who? Why? What? Oh, J.D., he's a, he's a, he's a racist. Yeah, give me a break. Darby <laughs> Allen. Darby Allen defeated Kushida to defend the TNT title tonight. Uh, this was uh, actually very good between these two. Uh, I enjoyed this. This was a one-off for Kushida, by the way. He is not. Signed to AEW. Uh, the New Japan Dojo is located in LA. So uh, he was there for a one-off here. We got a nice little match back and forth here. Kushida punted Allen in the arm, softening up the arm for that uh, hoverboard lock. Allen tried to uh, do a coffin drop, but Kushida caught him with a forearm strike. Allen uh, blocked a Pele kick, hit a code red for two. Kushida rolled outside. Allen wiped out. Uh, Two of the guys that came out with Kushida, Kevin Knight and DKC, not familiar with these two guys, but they're out there. Uh, So uh, they're out there with with Kushida, and Allen wiped out both of them with a dive. Kushida hooked Allen's arm, hit a running slam. They go to commercial break. Uh, Allen tried fighting back when we came back from break, ate a Pele kick. Allen was able to hit a scorpion death drop, couldn't take advantage with how damaged the arm was because Kushida's been working on it all match. So both men now are in the ring. Allen fired off slaps. Kushida answered with a lariat out to the floor. Kushida hit a diving knee strike onto the bad arm. They were going back and forth on the apron where Allen hit his over-the-top stunner. And Allen then shut up, uh, set up Kushida on a chair who went up top for a shotgun dropkick, but Kushida tossed the chair away and caught Allen in a cross arm breaker and caught him in midair on the concrete. The camera work for this spot was fucking fantastic. And they had a nice, uh, like, uh, uh, on-ground level shot with Allen coming off the top, and they fucking caught the entire thing. It looked beautiful. Allen and... It looked horrible. 
What are you talking yeah. about? Like the move Derby. looked like it sucked, but the camera shot was great. Oh, yeah. No, the, no, the camera work is fantastic. Yeah. It, it looked like Darby just straight fell yes. to the fucking ground. Yes, yes, yeah, um, yes. I mean, Ooh. I mean, do you know who you're watching? Fuck I mean, if hell. he's not hitting concrete, it's, he's not in a wrestling match. Ow. Even Taz was like, Jesus I know. Christ, man. Allen landed really hard uh, after that attempt. So all this happened on the outside. And Bryce Rensburg counting out uh, Darby Allen. He reaches a seven. Allen broke up the count on the, on, he got onto the uh, ring apron, gets back into the ring. Kushida slapped on a key lock, and that was turned uh, into uh, a reverse throw over the top. Hoverboard lock was almost applied. Allen locked his hands to uh, stop the hoverboard lock from being fully applied. And we get one of his guys on the outside. Kevin Knight tossed Sting a towel and told him to throw the towel in for Darby Allen. Sting wiped his face with it, mocking them, and then threw it into the crowd. Allen powered up. Kushida went to sink in the hoverboard lock again. Allen countered with a last supper out of nowhere for one, two, three. The match was very good, but man, the match ended so anticlimactically with that last supper pin out of nowhere. I guess that's the the whole fucking premise of the move, but I, I didn't really like it in, in, in this context. Uh, I think it should have been uh, a little bit more of, you know, Kushida was winning the whole fucking match and then gets beat off this one fucking pin. I mean, give me a break with that. Kushida and Allen shook hands uh, after the match was over, and that was the way the show ended. Excalibur said uh, at the end of the show that everybody loves Jay Briscoe. They're thinking about him. He's in his hearts and in their minds, and that's the way uh, AEW Dynamite went off the air. I don't know, man. TNT title men's in a decent little spot here with Darby Allen, but how many times can he defend him, man? He defends it on Dynamite, defends it on Rampage, defends it on Dynamite. It's more like a TV title now, right? I was hoping that we weren't going to get a TV title-esque uh, feel for the TNT title. I thought it was going to be more of an intercontinental title, but he seems to be having these open challenges and people like him, so what the fuck do I know? What's the difference in the TNT title and the All-Atlantic Championship? Nothing. I disagree. People give a shit about the TNT title. Now, people give a shit about the TNT title when it's on somebody they like. Or Tony Khan, I should. Let me reiterate that. Tony Khan cares about the TNT nobody, So nobody likes Orange Cassidy? I never said that. Well, he has the All-Atlantic Championship. I mean, nobody cares about The reason him. I said that is because, I mean, both titles have these open challenges every fucking time. I mean, there's no, there's no solid program for these titles. We need, like, where's the, where's the storylines for these titles? That's my problem. Like, like, the open challenges are cool. Like, it's great. I love seeing yeah. Kushida come in for a one-off, but... You know, I want to be invested in a long-term story with somebody who's challenging Darby for the title, and we get weeks of television and storyline. We're not getting that. Isn't that um, that the side story for Darby? Isn't he um, who was who was coming after him? Was it Malachi? Was it, was it who Malachi? No, well, what? No, was it was it Sunjay and no, 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 they're no, they're going after. After Darby, after um, Orange, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I thought they had another story going on with with Allen too. No, I think it's just the open challenges. Um, nonetheless, though, Darby in this title run is interesting. It's not like you know on flames tearing the house down, but it's not boring. It's interesting, you know. I kind of want to see. Well, what a lot better than fucking next. Wardlow. I'll tell you that. I don't know. The man, the man just seemingly disappeared. Yeah, gone. You know, he's Darby still has Sting in his corner too. Yep. Sting is still. I mean, 
Darby and Sting and the TNT title feels like they're in a good place. Yeah. Orange All Athletic Championship, not so much. We'll see. Uh, I just want to see some nice storylines for both of these titles. But, uh, you know, the open challenges are cool, but there is a uh, limit to how many open challenges we could do. So hopefully we get some solid story with one of these titles or both of these titles sometime uh, later in the year for AEW. But that is all we got, guys, on the AEW Dynamite review portion of the show. I want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. We were 2,500 live tonight. For OTS, remembering Jay Briscoe, talking about what I thought was a great show for Dynamite. Not better than last week, but a great show nonetheless. Ends their West Coast run. Loved it. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. We got the minimum. We got 1,000. Thank you guys very much, man. Can we try for 1,200 likes on the post show? Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart on Twitter as well. And follow him on YouTube, same name. Subscribe to his channel. And Super Chats are indeed open for last call. Get them on in. And we are going to start with the Super Chats at the top. Did you watch Tiger King? Did I watch Tiger King? No, I did not. You didn't? All right. No. Did you watch The Last of Us? No, no, I don't have HBO yet. You don't have HBO Max. I thought The Last of Us Episode 1 was fucking fantastic. The best video game ab- the, best, the best video game adaptation of anything I've ever seen. I heard it was good. Yeah. I never Excellent played stuff. the game, but I, I still I still want to see the show. The game was great. Yeah. Joseph Taylor with a five dollar super chat. Two things. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. My favorite Jeff Briscoe match, Ring of Honor, best in the world, 2015. Winner takes all against Jay Lethal, World and TV titles. It's another great thing about Jay Briscoe, man. One-on-one, he was a great pro wrestler. Did a, He did his thing away from his brother Mark, who he also had battles with as well. So Yeah, the match they had against each other was fucking great. Yep. Man. It's what we wanted Jeff and Matt Hardy to be, but we never got that, you know? Now if I could just get Issa to stop posting fucking clips of fucking Briscoe Brothers matches, man, I can stop looking at them and getting cleared up. Tony Brown with a 199. He says, R.I.P. J. Dem Boys. Indeed, brother. Thank you so much. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Brian is just so damn great. Never a bad match for Brian Danielson. No. Three Kings with a 199. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Thank you, Kings. JP5150 with a 10. Shout out to the homie Jay Briscoe. I truly have not felt this much sadness of a wrestler passing since Eddie Guerrero and Brody Lee. Giving my heart and prayers to the Pew family. Hashtag Dem Boys for Life. Thank you, JP. Indeed. That whole that whole fucking uh, town, bro. The, the, his daughter's school closed down today too. Crazy. They, they shut it all down. They shut it all down. He was big into. Uh, he was a big uh, like part of the uh, the sports community there for the children as well. I think his mother started something there with that, and he was uh, like an advocate for that or a counselor of some sort crazy man how big of a, 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 a part of the community he was it was a very it was a it was a, it was a very tight-knit community yeah and a tragedy like this was already going to shake that little area to its core but being that um that jay was involved just made it that much worse 
Rivals Burgers and Steaks with 23 months. Thank you, Burgers. Press sent out to the family of Jay Briscoe, a great man with great values. JD and Jesse, OTS for life. Thank you, man. One more month, you got that golden microphone, brother. What the fuck are you drinking? American rock star Patrick Palmer with six months. He says, hashtag dim boys for life. Thank you, Patrick. Robert Hall, 23 months. West Coast delivers again. Shout out to Fresno. Great crowd tonight, bro. Not better than Seattle. And not better than LA, but you guys brought it. Nick Williams, eight months. Rest in peace, Jay. You have a special place in wrestling heaven. Have some fun matches with A. Guerrero and Brody Lee. Thank you, Nick. Eight months member of the VIP club. Hollywood guy with a $10 super chat. There was a lot of geeks that reported his wife among the deceased. It was false info. Before anyone comes on a podcast, get the facts straight geeks. Yes. A lot of misinterpretation and a lot of misinformation out there, bro. PMAC with a $5 super chat. Yeah, I'm still on Facebook. How I keep up with the family out of state, but some geek on their posted impact is on the upswing because they signed Santino Morella. Bro. Nobody watches Impact, bro. Nobody. The Script Keeper with a $10 Super Chat. This Super Chat is for the memory of Jay Briscoe. To the Briscoe family, we are praying for you. And to my OTS family, hug your families extra tight. You never know when you'll no longer have them. Indeed, brother. Indeed. Joseph Taylor with a five. No message. Thank you, brother. Another five by Joseph Taylor. When my mom died, I never said thank you for being my mom. Don't let that happen, people. Don't let that happen. Sorry about that, Joseph. Jedi Jerk with a $5 Super Jack. Golden Boy, I know you're watching this, and I know we have ups and downs, but I love you, brother, no matter what. See? It's the right way, Jedi. Marcus Edwards with a 1999. He says, we will miss you, Jay, with a prayer emoji and a white heart emoji. Thank you, Marcus. Pause with a three months. Rest in PJ. Great show tonight. Would love, uh, would uh, you like to see Bronson Reaver Souls to at WrestleMania? Love the show. Keep up the hard work. Uh, not at WrestleMania, being that the bloodline is going to be mixed up with uh, more important things than Bronson Reed. But yes, eventually I could see them battling over a United States championship or an intercontinental championship. That is definitely a future match in the making. And Bronson Reed looked great on Monday. Reed looks like a killer out there. Yes exactly what it needs to look like. Mr. Premium 2002 with a $4.99. Very grateful for FTR versus Briscoe's trilogy. Extremely grateful for uh, Jay Briscoe, the human being. Rest in heavenly peace, Jay Briscoe. Just a tough situation all around for everybody. Premium, thank you so much, man. Omega Khan with a 20. My prayers to the Briscoe family. Jay's memory will live on forever. Also, prayers to Kevin Nash and his state of mind. Everyone... Should hug their loved ones tonight. My condolences to you, J.D. and Jesse. Love to all. Thank you, Omega Kong. Joe King with a five. Praying for the Pew family. Rest in peace to a goat in tag team wrestling. Hug your loved ones, OTS fan, because you never know how long we have. Very true, man. Very true, Joe. Very true. She sees your property with a $10 super chat. I don't see any big deal in Bronson Reed. He has He's a charisma vacuum, can't cut a promo, nothing captivating at the end of the day. He's a Keith Lee wannabe wrestler. Okay, thank you for the super chat. Thank you for the $10 super chat, Seizure Property. 
Maybe you should uh, go catch up on some Bronson Reed matches. Maybe we just have different taste in pro wrestlers. That's all. Give him some time proper. That's all I could say. You don't know him yet because Vince fired him before he even got his fucking uh, feet on Monday Night Raw. Don't cut somebody's fucking feet out from under them when you don't know anything and Vince never gave them a shot. I'm assuming you didn't watch him in NXT. No. I mean, I'm guessing you didn't because you would not be saying these things. And I mean, did, I mean, he had a, he, he had a great match with Johnny. Johnny Gargano brought him to a great match. I mean. Yeah. If you did watch him in NXT and you still feel like this, again, we just have different taste in yeah. the rest of the uh, Speaking of Keith Lee, no Keith Lee on Dynamite for several weeks now, man. What happened? Um, Didn't even notice, to be honest. Didn't uh-huh. even notice. I don't know. Um, he should be getting back in and uh, dealing with Swerve still, right? I hope so. You haven't seen Swerve we got some, this week? Yeah, yeah. We got some time till the pay-per-view. Maybe we get that Swerve Keith Lee match at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Basic with a 1999. JD, brother, you handle this all with such respect and care. Thank you for showing that this community has a loving side and isn't all toxic. God bless you, man. Basic, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much. At the end of the day, man, I, I love pro wrestling, man. No matter what I say on here. No matter who hates me, who in the fucking industry doesn't like me for my opinion. Can't take my love for the sport away, bro. Basic also with a 499. I'm putting this into the ether. Jeff Jarrett will be the next North, uh, the next All Atlantic champion. Let him have it. Take it and go away. <laughs> Give it to him. You take, it, take that and his guitar and. Go back to impact. Eric Ambassador with a 499. Keep doing what you do, JD. The motherfucking ace. Thank you, Eric. Also, prayers to the Briscoe family. And I'm also sending prayers to Kevin Nash. I know he's been in a dark place. Thank you, Eric. Cam G, thank you again, brother, for the 100 bomb tonight. As always... Three Kings with a 499. If Top Flight were heel, they would have been great with Swerve and Mogul Affiliates or whatever they're called instead of the guys they have now. Swerve would have been a fantastic manager. Yes, or or Swerve could have been fucking linked with Private Party. I mean, I don't know. We don't even have a name for that fucking guy still. Yeah. Yeah. Taz is calling him what? That other guy? And you know what? His His name is still better than Big Bill's. He didn't even fucking have a name. <laughs> Better than Big Bills. More well, listen, bro. I don't know what I don't know what could be worse than fucking uh, Perro Pellegrino, whatever the fuck his name is, Pellegrino. Yeah, that guy's a fucking cheap wine. The... Sounds Press like a fucking uh, sounds like a brand of olive oil I buy at Stop and Shop, bro. Perro yeah. Pellegroso. Yeah, Preston Vance <laughs> was an absolute. Failure of a launch. It sounds like a and fucking can of fucking tomatoes I bought to make pasta sauce on Sunday, bro. Pero Pelagroso tomatoes ripe. I mean, Jesus Christ. Just go back to the dark order. Terrible. I've never seen a heel turn just get so just awkward and bad. Ah. Uh, oh, man. Uh, WTF boy with a 499. Put top flight with the Renegade Twins. I can see them doing some magic. I see the Renegade Twins as future super talented, underrated stars. OTS for life. Bro. Don't say this in front of this guy. He loves the Renegade Twins. Bro, I love the Renegade Twins. But that's like putting 
That's like having Stevie Wonder guide Ray Charles through the fucking darkness. <laughs> they need their own fucking manager. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, come on. Uh, not today, J499. I feel like Hangman was talking about the elites. Well, what ties does Renee have to the elite? I don't understand why it would be the elite. She has ties to Punk. Uh, let's see. Renee tied to elite. Uh, Moxley. No. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. No. Lord J. Coyle with a $5 super chat. Watching Kushin in the main event reminded me of his old buddy, Eichemann Jiro, and your brilliant impression of him, JD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I come in zero. Yeah, that's why I don't watch NXT. <laughs> Craig Reeves with a twenty dollars super chat. Love the MJF segment. Like them or not, Soraya and Monet are among two of the most talked about women wrestlers. So clearly, they're doing something right. This heel turn was a positive. Love your show, by the way. Man, well, thank you, Craig. I, I I don't see the logic in it yet. Maybe they prove us wrong. I don't know. It's a wait and see thing. But uh, the heel turn out of nowhere didn't really make any sense. Yeah, like I, it's just. Everyone is scratching their head because no one believes it. It's like, it, I mean, just, it wasn't even like a drastic heel turn. It was kind of weird. And it's like, oh, you're just going to beat her up now? Yeah, wait, it was just Soraya putting the boots to uh, Willow after yeah. the match was over. Wait, wait, why is Soraya on the ring apron? Wait, why is Tony Storm grabbing tights? Why are they stomping her? It's, it's, it wasn't like a, oh, shit, they turned heel on her. Oh, was, why is she doing this? What the fuck? No what, is, what is happening right now? No idea. Edmund Van Buren. Thank you for the 499. Rest in peace, Jay. I wonder how FTR is feeling because they gave us three matches of the year. Bro, they're probably feeling fucking awful, man. I know Dax tweeted a beautiful picture of them sharing uh, cups of tequila after their dog collar match. He tweeted yeah. something tonight uh, in memory of him having another another glass of tequila tonight to celebrate his, uh, his life and his memory. I mean, I, I don't even know what Dax and Cash are feeling, bro. My God. Brothers yeah, in mean, arms, man. They went to war together. They, they'll have that fucking on their hearts forever. Well, when you figure out how FTR feels, and you get done with that, try to figure out how Ashley Pugh feels. Yeah. And her two fucking kids in the hospital right now. Husband gone. Way of life has drastically just changed. Their, their worlds are all... I mean, imagine Amanda Huber, you know, all over again. It don't. Even, it still don't even feel real to me, bro. It don't. No. It's terrible. Um, who do we got here? Willie Martin with 18 months. If he didn't ruin it, Leo Rush was the third guy and mount for top flight. He was already teaming and winning with Dante before he went running his mouth. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. good. But look, but look, but look what they were doing with, with that one though. It was, it was, it was pulling Dante towards the heel side because yep. Leo Rush is a heel. Yeah, he's a natural heel. So I would do Leo Rush with top flight. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, not today, Jay, with a 499. I just watched the Willow table bump, and to me it looks like Anna didn't hit the floor until the last possible second. It looked very safe, man. It did not look bad. I know she hit the concrete, but her head was safe. Her She hit flat back. It looked like it was done the way it was intended to, to me. Yeah. And maybe the table was not positioned the right way. I don't know. As long as everybody's all right. I mean, I, everybody arguing over it is just so fucking stupid. There are bigger things to worry about. Yeah. Um, Edmund Van Buren, four months. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the podcast, JD. Uh, 
I am a long-haul trucker that works night. This is my entertainment salute to you guys. I appreciate you, man, and uh, be safe out there, bro. We're glad that you find some entertainment in us while on the job, man. It means a lot. And Shadow Moss with a $5 super chat. I need a match between Konosuke, Takeshita, and Bandito. That would be a banger. All-Atlantic Championship possibility sometime in the future, maybe. Uh, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. That's all we got, guys. That's all the Super Chats. I appreciate you guys chiming in. I appreciate you guys showing the love and support, as always, not only for us, but for the Pew family. Uh, Jesse, any parting words before we get the hell out of here and I jump on Destiny 2 for the rest of the night? Yeah, man. I'm with you. Want to run some Nightfalls? Uh, I'm done Nightfalls, man. I got to level up some weapons. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, no, thanks, everybody, for coming and just um, sharing some memories and and. You know, doing a little bit of grieving with us. You know, we haven't gotten a chance to get together since no. um, Jay's passing. So this was a little therapeutic, you know, especially for me. So, yeah. Thanks for being here, everybody. I appreciate you guys very much. We're going to head on out of here. Next time you see me live is on Friday night SmackDown. We got a big night on Friday. Don't know exactly what's going on Friday night with SmackDown, but... Uh, who knows? With Vince McMahon possibly still running creative. Who the fuck knows over there? Uh, but uh, I will be live on Friday. Uh, I will. I may actually be live tomorrow, man. There's a lot of news that came out of a Nick Khan interview today that I find absolutely fucking laughable. Oh, absolutely fucking laughable. But what, what you would expect this from uh, Nick Khan. I mean, what, what the fuck is he going to do? Throw Vince McMahon under the bus on a fucking podcast like Bill Simmons? Give me a break. But uh, we may go over that. I may go live tomorrow. We'll see what happens. See how I feel. Tomorrow's my day off before I hit the gym on Friday for the final day this week. But I'll let you guys know. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go and check out all the other content on the channel, YouTube Shorts on the channel. That's going to be a major thing of growth on the channel, so you're going to be seeing a lot more of those. Thanks to my boy Tyler, as always, for taking care of that for me. Make sure you guys check out the live streams and any other videos you might have missed all on the homepage right there for you. And please make sure you guys take it easy, man, and tell your loved ones, if you have not, that you love them after the situation. You know, it just puts things into a whole new perspective. Anyway, I'm getting out of here. Lance Lewis, thank you for the late 199. Scorpio Sky should manage top flight. No, thank you. Um... Make sure you guys leave me those ace emojis in the chat, those Mustang emojis, the rock on emojis, and I want to hear that music on Max. To everybody in AEW, everybody in WWE, and anybody that's known Jay Briscoe in and out of the ring, thoughts, loves, and prayers with each and every one of you guys. We love them. We're going to miss them. And thank you guys for showing your love tonight right here on the podcast. I'll see you guys on Friday.